From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. What a horrific weekend for shootings. Buffalo, New York, the supermarket, the mass shootings that took place there. Horrible. California churchgoers, they actually succeeded in detaining, hogtying a man who had opened fire. And then still more shootings at a Texas flea market. And that doesn't even count the regular shootings that go on. Keep in mind, there there are mass shootings, it seems like, every day, every weekend in places like Chicago. You you just never hear about it. The media, and, and in particular the Democrat media, you know the deal. They love a certain narrative, and then they go crazy over it. I, I'm, I'm equal opportunity. I despise it all. I would love to, for there to be a way for all of this to end. One of the things that I don't care for, it didn't take minutes after the Buffalo shootings. And keep in mind, the Buffalo shooter says he was radicalized online, but that didn't stop your usual suspects, the Democrats, from blaming Fox News and Tucker Carlson in particular because they're act- they, they just can't believe that they haven't figured a way to cancel him. They can't believe it. We also had a very busy weekend. The Atlantic City Fire Department, boy, they do a great job. They're, they're understaffed. They're lacking the equipment that they need. And if you go to WPG Talk Radio, the app or WPGTalkRadio.com, you can see our reporting from yesterday. We, we were receiving information in real time while it was happening and providing the coverage to you on the app on our website. What else took place over the weekend? Oh, I had, I had so much fun putting together... We'll review this quickly at the bottom of the hour, but I had a blast. I did a comparison of the Atlantic City Commission elections of 1980. It was a commission form of government then versus what we have now in 2022. Take a look at that if you get a chance. It's really a very cool piece. 26 people, including a current member of Atlantic City Council out of all 26 people from 42 years ago no one remains in public office except Kaleem Shabazz and I guess he changed his phone number because I I actually tried to text him a copy of the article but it wouldn't go through it it came back uh either like a non-working number I forget what it said but it was something that just said it didn't go through. It couldn't go through. So I guess he changed his number. Or it's possible, the more I think about it, the number I have for him might be a home number. Uh, and that's, you can't, obviously, you can't text to that. Just thought of that. Anyhow, I tried to send it to him because he's the only person 
what is that, last man standing? Now, there are people that have that ran in that election and we chronicle. I, I don't I don't make a comment about each of the 26 people, but we do comment about many of the people. And then we have, thanks to Jim Pasquale, we have the list of all 26 candidates in what order they finished and how many votes each person got. Joe Palillo, for example, if I remember correctly, I could look it up in five seconds. I believe he finished ninth. Very respectable. In fact, let me double check that. Let's see what we've got here. This was a lot of fun. Check it out. I'm telling you, if you're at all a political junkie, it's really cool. Uh, I just had it and I. There we go. Let's see. Let's go to the. Palillo. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. Finished ninth. Seth Grossman ran in this election. We comment about him. Seth finished. 12th out of 26 candidates. And of course, he went on to become an Atlantic City councilman and an Atlantic County freeholder. Let's see. There was someone named Hurley, no relation, Ray Hurley. He's in there, Raymond Hurley Jr. You had two current commissioners. That lost in this election, Pierre Hollingsworth, a great man, truly. There was a man that was a statesman, completely colorblind, never played any of these stupid racial games that people play today. You realize the Jim Usrees, the Pierre Hollingsworth, the people one generation before the people that are in office today, and in some cases, two even. These new breed don't hold a candle. It, it is something, and most of them are two generations actually past, and it is it is predictable almost. You take, for example, from a Hollingsworth to Langford. Langford was very close to the icons one generation before him. But then what happens is, and you know this is just human nature, I guess. It's sad, but it's human nature. Not everybody, but but a lot of people. The further you get away from something, it's as though it didn't even exist. And you look at what has replaced, if you want to call it backfill, whatever, it's just not even close. It's 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 embarrassing. And it's not this is not an, a, a gratuitous just cheap shot. I mean, compare Marty Small to Langford or Hollingsworth. It's it's a joke. It's it's almost the difference between seasoned statesman and snot nosed kid. It's not even close. No respect. There, there should be, 
I believe there should I, – I hold Pierre Hollingsworth in, I mean, reverence, high esteem. Anytime I was in his company, you just felt like you were talking to someone who was a giant because he was. That had incredible wisdom that always looked for the path of reconciliation, of cooperation, not being divisive. Now, don't make any mistake. Pierre Hollingsworth had the capacity to fight like hell if he needed to. See, I believe in, and I used to play it as sort of a a little intro-outro teaser thing. It got lost in, I guess, the shuffle. Should bring it back. But I believe in being a lover and a fighter. Love first. And if that's not possible, if somebody either mistakes that for weakness or it just isn't welcome then you fight like hell if you have to. And I don't mean that physically. I mean, you hold your ground. You win on your terms because you believe your ideas are better. And this piece also, I'd like to talk about this a little bit on the other side of the break. This piece gets into, and I take some responsibility for a part of it. And I'll explain, and I regret it. Deeply regret it. And we'll talk about that next. Open forum in the 7 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock hour. We'll let you know when we get there. 9 o'clock hour, Mayor Charles Kane. This is Hurley in the Morning. And you're listening to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. This is Harry Hurley. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we thank you for waking up early in the morning at 20 minutes past the hour. All right. So it was sort of a two-step. And both of them, uh, in hindsight, big mistakes, one more than the other. And if you're just tuning in, um, drawing attention to a piece that I wrote yesterday, I'll tell you, I have such a good time. I write all week as well, a minimum of two pieces a day. Monday through Friday. But of course, we're show prepping for the show and then the, the, the next show and shows that will follow after that. So it's very, very compressed and a lot going on. And that's not all that we do. We're neck deep in our charity golf tournament that's coming up before you know it on Friday, June 24th. So just a lot going on. We, we got together all the T-shirts, the bags. We do a whole swag bag for each golfer, a towel, golf balls. Thank you, Chuck Malamut. Uh, He has donated every golf ball that we've ever used in the past 15 years. Really, um, it's remarkable how this has gone. And then, of course, we're also simultaneously working on our October 8th dinner at Resorts Casino Hotel and preparing for Talkers New York. And, uh, I mean, it's just, I'm not complaining, but it's... uh, it's it's interesting and it's 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 busy but on the weekend i work differently on the weekend than i do during the week all of it is from home uh so we'll say it's a home game i work at the pace i want to work at and i i don't get as many phone calls on the weekend uh 
it just it is a time I I've been plotting sort of in my daytimer the stuff that we're doing on the weekend in my estimation is far more creative than what we're doing during the week but during the week I'm doing issues that come up in real time so I'm not criticizing either it's just different when something isn't the same by definition it's different I mean for example I didn't know I was going to do the 1980 versus 2022 Atlantic City piece. But I woke up, I was feeling very creative, and I thought, hey, Jim Pasquale has all this data on the 1980 election. And in my head, I have all this data about what's gone on since 1980 to the present. Most of it here on air. And I thought this would be a very good piece. And so this is something that I've confessed before. Because if we get it wrong, I don't know what the problem is in, in America. Maybe it's a, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Nobody ever wants to admit they're wrong. See, I, I love being right. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. Just own it. Eat it. So one of my big mistakes, I went all in in a change of form of government. And I have to believe that I had some part in it because I publicly endorsed the change. I had guests on that endorsed the change. I had people on that that wanted to keep it as it was. But let me let me go back just a step. Because the commission form of government you elected Everybody ran in May. No one ran as Republicans or Democrats. It's much better. You get much better government when you have people and not political parties on the ballot. I promise you that's true. Our founders never wanted political parties. They hated them. But, of course, that's what it turned into. And the whole system is rigged for the two major political parties. Ballot placement, everything is rigged. So it was a two-step, though. I didn't have anything to do with the commission form of government changing to the mayor-council form of government. And I'm, I'm going to double-check. I might have to take that back a little bit, but this much I do know. I don't have much recollection at all of being very much involved in the first change. I vividly remember, I think I could be wrong, but I think Steve Persky had something to do with that first change, maybe. I could be wrong about that, so I'll take that back if I'm wrong. But I do know that when it changed from commission to a nonpartisan mayor-council form of government, I did not like it. Did not want it. I just don't remember exactly and i'll look it up exactly what year that took place could be during our career or it could be right before broadcasting career that is vividly though i remember the committee to change from the nonpartisan mayor council form of government which for example jim whalen was very successful in that. And Jim Whalen had become very.
problematic in office. In my estimation and in many people's estimation. And we all knew he could not beat a good Democrat like Lorenzo Langford, let's say, in a partisan election. He wouldn't win the nomination from the local party and he would not win a primary, even if they rigged it where the chairman gave him the uh, party line. He wouldn't win and he didn't win. Langford beat him. So the mission was successful, but it is a life lesson, though. And I would say this, and look, you get older, you get more experience. There was such a desire to remove Whalen from office that it created a series of problems that were bigger than the problem that he was. Now, some of it's hindsight, but some of it, if I saw this today, I would have more experience and be able to say, whoa, 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 don't do that. You think you're going to win. You win a skirmish. So you win a battle, but you will lose the war. And look at what's happened. Look at the cesspool that Atlantic City government has turned into. Chief of staff, deputy mayor, all these different people, department of law, all these people. I mean, it used to be five people. And they were the executive and the legislative branch. Then it turned into nine plus a mayor, ten. And all this other stuff, apparatus, and all these people hired in these different professional positions that weren't necessary. And what they did is they scaled it. They built the government because the casino billions were there. They built a government that they were able to get away with because of the size of the tax rateable base. That's all that happened. Look at the examples Ventnor City, three-member commission, Margate, three-member commission. Atlantic City was a five-member commission that's uh, solely because of population. It could have been a three-member commission too, but if you have a certain population, you can have five members. I have always believed this. I've always been fond of it. I believe the commission form of government is the best form of government for local government that we have seen in our area by far. The reason being, mayors blame councils, councils blame mayors, obstruction, pointing fingers. If you're a commission form of government, you're the legislative branch and you're the executive branch. You're a commissioner of public safety. You own it. You're the department head. You're the commissioner of public works. You own it. You're the commissioner of revenue and finance. You own it. You have to own all the problems. You cannot pass the buck. And it worked better. There was absolute accountability. There's no accountability now. Now you can also say, oh, I blame the state. Throw them in there. Even though the state knows that Atlantic City is such a mess that they haven't been able to let go of it for 12 years. More than 12 years. More on this when we come back. I am Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's number one talk station all because of you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. All right, I haven't mentioned this yet, but we did break it at about 5 o'clock this morning. 
Pieces of concrete have fallen from an Atlantic City hotel tower. Check it out on the app or at WPGTalkRadio.com. It's a lead story right now. The Atlantic City Fire Department successfully responds to a structure fire on South Florida Avenue that at one point in time had people trapped. Uh, They did it by a different engine, engine number two, responding because of another being closed, another company. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Today is a severe weather day. You need to be extra aware of changing weather conditions, and you need to expect a line of nasty storms from this afternoon into this evening. Partly sunny with a spot shower possible at any time today. High of 78 degrees. Prime time for strong thunderstorms about 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Clearing skies tonight, low of 57. Mostly sunny, windy tomorrow, high 76. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. People do some pretty cool th- WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks for waking up early in the morning, 36 minutes past the hour. I'm going to make a quick comment about what we've been talking about and then put it on hold until 8.06. Uh, where we can delve deeper into it. And you'll have a chance to uh, check out the article that we wrote yesterday on the app on the website. Uh, But I want to say this. When they switched from commission to mayor, council, nonpartisan, and the election still stayed second Tuesday in May, that was worse. But far worse was the change to make it a partisan form of government and move the elections to first Tuesday in November. And for a myriad of reasons that we'll get into in the eight o'clock hour in depth, I'll just give you some quick sort of headlines. Number one, it did get rid of Whalen, but of course it teed him up for the future when he was successful running for the assembly, when he beat Kirk Conover in what in at that point in time, the most expensive race ever in the state. And it was a filthy, filthy, dirty campaign that Whalen waged. And he and Kirk were, I don't know if you would, if Kirk's ever said they were friends, but they were friendly. I can tell you that they were friendly. Maybe even friends. I'll ask Kirk that tomorrow. Oh, it was, it was an awful, awful, rotten, just filthy, dirty campaign. So you know the old expression about the law of unintended consequences. Changing from the nonpartisan form of government to the partisan form of government did accomplish the objective. Anybody tells you any differently, nobody, I, I would call out anybody. Bob McDevitt, Craig Calloway, Don Hurley, anybody. Anybody on that committee, Pierre Hollingsworth, everybody knew that change of government was to get Whalen out. And it worked. But it was not about the best form of government. This will be an improvement. And the price to pay since then has been very heavy. Very, very heavy. And it's a shame in so many ways, including... It moved a lot of Atlantic City heavier voter turnouts that used to be lighter into November. 
which then created Democrats who never would have won that won freeholder seats. I don't mean Tom Foley. He won one fair and square. So did Fred Cerny. But this this was after that. This change from nonpartisan to partisan, it changed the whole game. And it made all the races in Atlanta County much more competitive. So it really was a colossally bad idea. I would love to see it go back to a five-member commission, get rid of all these people that aren't necessary. You wouldn't have Corsi on the payroll. Somebody still has to tell me what that guy does. What does he do? Sandcastle Stadium where nothing takes place? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous what's going on. All that would be over. And you would go back to accountability. All right, more of that coming up after the halftime break. Let me share with you some news at the national level. President Joe Biden's job approval has hit an all-time new low. This is in the latest NBC News poll. Now, keep in mind, these polls are never good to Republicans, these Democrat news agencies. 39%, just 39% of the American people approve of the job that Biden is doing as president. 75% of Americans say the country is headed in the wrong direction. That's the fifth time in 34 years of this poll when the wrong track number hit 75% or higher. Think how much higher that should be, but you've got, you have a portion of just liars face it there's no mistaking it oh good outstanding we're gonna have tom foley with us in the eight o'clock hour i really like to visit with tom and he's a wealth of knowledge he's interesting to listen to and i know that he also possesses a lot of knowledge on the different forms of government because he lived through them all so this is going to be good And we're going to share another announcement with you that um, we have received Dateline Atlantic City. We'll share that right after the uh, final break. And then we'll we'll mention that a few more times throughout the morning. Let me keep going with this poll just for the couple of minutes that we have before the break. 60% of Americans say abortion should either always... Let me get this straight. It's confusing language. 60% of Americans say abortion should be either always legal... Or legal most of the time. Now that's 60%. 37% that say it should always be legal. 23% that say it should be legal most of the time. This is a very interesting phenomenon on this number because a majority of the American people, I think it was 54%, just days before the leak of the Sam Alito initial rough draft which is just a shame the way that's all gone down rotten as it gets and the democrat media is canonizing the leaker is they're disgusting they're just so dirty how can even look it doesn't even matter the issue you can't before that 
you can't be for leaking information and then Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer promoting and commending people going to the Supreme Court justices' houses. This is against federal law to try to interfere with their decision making. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. But 54 or 55 percent wanted abortion to be illegal. So how could 60 percent now say it should always or sometimes be legal? It doesn't really make sense, does it? But it's the country we live in. 63 percent oppose the Supreme Court overturning the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. And again, I can only believe that this is a combination of probably oversampling Democrats and independent leaning type voters who lean Democrat uh, and just the hysteria and the market saturation level coverage. Because I think if you knew that overturning Roe v. Wade returns the issue to the states, it doesn't make abortion illegal in our country. It returns the issue to the states to decide which is the way our government is set up to be. The 1973 decision was incorrect, but they don't explain it that way. They make most people think if that's overturned, then people are going to be in back alleys with coat hangers, and it's just, it's just terrible the way they lie. 30% would support the Supreme Court overturning the decision. 33% approve of Biden's handling of the economy. 41% approve of how Biden has handled the war between Russia and Ukraine. 59% approve of his handling of the coronavirus pandemic. I don't know how. That's just like, we'll just give you one. 65% say their family's income has fallen behind the cost of living. 46% of registered voters say they want Republicans to control Congress. And an equal 46% want Democrats in charge. And my friends, that's how you know. They sampled more Democrats than they did Republicans. And I will tell you that I'm never able to get into the tabular, tabulars, plural, of these Democrat polls. I guess they're somewhere, but I never can find them. And I'm pretty good at finding stuff. Sometimes even stuff finds me. But there's no way, there's no way that with the job that Biden has done, that the generic sampling is 46-46. I, I cannot and I will not accept that. At 46 minutes past the hour, I will accept the fact, though, that I am. Early in the morning, and this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Thank you for that. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. Open Forum coming up a little more than 12 minutes from now. All right. I want you to follow along because this is proof that truth is stranger than fiction. Our president, Jersey Joe Biden, said yesterday that it is, quote, time to fund the police, end quote. Now, the same incompetence who made our country less safe by running a massive political campaign, well-funded, 
uh, with great Democrat media, market saturation level type reporting, faking it like it's actual news reporting when really it was shallow, very thinly disguised Democratic propaganda. Nonetheless, how they I, I remember saying in real time, how in the world do they think this is a good idea to actually campaign openly for defunding police departments when what will follow will be rape, robbery, pilferage, you I mean you name it. You're gonna have it. Deadwood, lawlessness, crazy, chop, chaz, you name it. So now the same freaks who made our country less safe are now saying it's time to fund the police. So in other words, it used to be time to defund the police. Now we're just the people to refund the police. You know, you know who I will love to have a conversation about that last statement that I made is guest listener Andy Cortman, because I know he's going to say, you got it inside my head. You're because that's, but really, that's just any normal, clear-headed, objective individual would have to say, defunding the police. Look, we are, whether we like it or not, and I don't like it, and I've chronicled this for my entire broadcasting career, I watched it for 25 years as a certified high school basketball official. I watched the behavior of parents, of fans. I watched it deteriorate year after year after year to where it was nothing. It was just a little chatter. Then it was a lot of chatter. Then it kind of got a little nasty, but it was, it was manageable. It was no big deal. Then it got nastier and really something that you just don't even want to be a part of. Remember, they had to have parents sign some kind of sworn statement of behavior for Little League because of the fights that were breaking out. You'd have parents going out and attacking the home plate umpire. I've seen it all. I've thrown fans out of games, out of the building, as in get out. One time, this was remarkable. My partner was Pete Strop. And we didn't even know it until later. Somebody said it was like after the game. Hey, do you realize you threw the son and the father out of the game? I had no idea. He threw the son out. I threw the father out at two different points during the game. I will say, so it doesn't look like it was a, a, a daily occurrence. That was the only time I ever threw a fan out of a gymnasium. Literally ejected. Like the game doesn't continue until you're out. And you, I think you know my personality. I put up with a lot. I mean, you, when you have your back turned and you're getting ready to put the ball in, you have people effing you, mother effing you. It, 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 was, it was terrible. So I remember every once in a while I would come on and say this, that this officiating is a case study of American societal evolution. I watched it. So when you get to the point where now I remember early in my career where parents didn't even care 
Oh, the call went. To, uh, what wasn't the right call? They would laugh. Ah, I mean, now, oh my God! Even when you make the right call, they're going bananas. From them not caring if you made the wrong call, and it's all a part of this. Uh, I guess you could go to uh, what would it be, Rocky Three, when Rocky takes on Russian national champion Ivan Draga. You would say Drago, but I'm your train broadcasting specialist, so I I go full blown Ruski and say Dra- Ivan Draga, like the, draw, draw the A out, not the O. He is Ivan Drago, but your train broadcasting specialist will pronounce it Ivan Draga. Remember when uh, the little man representing the uh, Politburo, forget his name. They don't really highlight his name, but he's a great negative character in the movie. Oh, I see more propaganda to support this antagonistic society. We go. And he takes off because the fight has to be we fight in Soviet Union or we fight nowhere. So Rocky's got to go home and tell Adrian that that he's taking on uh, Ivan Drago, a.k.a. Ivan Draga, and she tells him, you can't win. Oh, Adrian always tells the truth. Maybe I can't win, but anyhow, he explains to Paulie and to uh, Apollo's former corner guy that the fight's going to be in Russia. And it's going to be on, I don't think he says Christmas I think he says on December 25th, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, the reason I'm bringing up uh, Rocky Three is we have become a more violent, antagonistic society. That little man from the Politburo was right. Truth imitating art, imitating life. We are. I mean, tell me you don't recognize it, that this is a colder, more nasty. uh, That's why I'm telling you, whenever you find good people, hang around good people. These negative haters and these backstabbers, liars and losers, don't pay them any mind. But there's no make no mistake about it. Everything I said in this last segment, this last mini segment here, is where we're at. And these clowns that defunded the police when we were the most violent society we had ever become and and having it where people couldn't even go home or to their businesses or have to pay money to gain entry to their own neighborhoods. They allowed them to burn and break and rob and they don't charge them and they let them go after they do charge them. No bail, just catch and release. Terrible. Now they're gonna they're gonna save the day. PGG Atlantic City, W E N J H D three Millville, a Town Square Media Station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts. All right, I've had now. my say, and I from Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, we covered a lot that past hour, and now it is your turn in Wide Open Forum all of this hour long at 609-407-1450. Then it will be Dateline Atlantic City. A few things to talk to you about. We're going to tell you uh, some point during this hour, I'm just... um, each break, uh, writing up a piece of an event that's going to be taking place today that we want to give you as much notice as we can. So we'll give you notice about that before, no later than coming out of the first break this hour. And that will still give you over three hours of advanced planning time if you would like to be a part of it. We're going to share that. Uh, we're going to talk about the piece that I wrote yesterday for the app, for the website, about 1980 and what the election looked like in Atlantic City with 26 candidates running for five seats. Assemblyman Mike Matthews actually won the fifth and final seat. It's really, it's an extraordinary year. Now, it wasn't in November because it was nonpartisan back then. So it was in May. So it was not on the ballot with President Reagan in November. Kirk Conover and others swept into power uh, Reagan had coattails just that were incredible. The election of 1980, I think it's very similar to what we're going to see in the midterm election. Joe Biden is worse than Jimmy Carter. You thought malaise was bad. You thought when the president said, hey, put a sweater on, turn your heater down and put a sweater on. Boy, that agitated my father. When Jimmy Carter said, put a sweater on. Oh, Tom Hurley, the late, great Tom Hurley, my dad, was not happy. He was not happy with Jimmy Carter. Not a little bit. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. My goodness, there's so much in the news. Even Jen Psaki is gone. They won't release it, but I think her deal with MSNBC is in the range of $14 million. I wouldn't pay Jen Psaki 25 cents to work for me. She couldn't pay me. Harry, I really want to work for you. I'll pay you to work for you. She couldn't pay me to work for me. Jen Psaki. Now, I can't confirm $14 million, but that's what I've been told. Please don't say that's per year. I don't think so. But that's unbelievable. So bye, Jen. Bye, Jen Psaki. Hello, Kareen Jean-Pierre. You th- and she's going to be worse. The new one's going to be worse because she's more articulate. She will be even a better liar. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You are on the air. When I see Jean-Pierre standing next to Jen Psaki, I think if they're going to do a documentary on this, they would call it black is the new orange. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, what, 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 where, where did that come from? I get it. She's orange and, and Corrine Jean-Pierre is black. I get it. That's, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. 
Well, you know Orange is the New Black. You know the show, right? Oh, no. I got the whole joke. I figured out how you fit it in and what it was referring to. No, no, I know the show. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Boy, Howie, I could spend an hour with you. This is not why I called, but since you mentioned that, I'll, I'll touch on it briefly. Didn't I tell you that the Democrats were going to defund the police, have all the chaos, try to make you think that it's been going on for years, and that they were the party of law and order, and then they would publicly and vehemently and strenuously support refunding the police. And that's exactly what's happening now. That That is exactly what's happening right now. The only difference, it's not a difference, but it's something just to add on to that. The American people are not and will not buy it. No. But remember, what did they do on January 6th, Harry? Was that, was that not tantamount to defunding the police? Because they needed January 6th to happen. They wanted January 6th to happen, just as they wanted all this chaos in the streets around the country to happen. Because through chaos comes change. In the Chinese language, they use the same symbols for crisis and opportunity. And we know the Democrats never let a crisis go to waste. Rush Limbaugh said years ago, the Democrats create crises and that where there are none, and then they run on solving the very crises that they themselves created. But they will never end the crisis because the crisis is giving them the opportunity to take more power away from the American people. So why would they end the crisis? They want this to happen. Okay. So let's go on to this young man in uh, New York. This young man was 18. You think, how did he get to be this way? And they talked about how he was radicalized. Okay. Who radicalized him, Harry? Well, he, he's... The Democrats... I, 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 I'm going to let you, you speak. I'll say what he said. Because the Democrat media quickly came out and blamed Fox News, Tucker Carlson. Really disgraceful to do that. The, the, Fox News never does. Tucker, Tucker Carlson never does. They never advocate violence or anything like this. But this is the Democrats, as you say, taking advantage of anything. And, of course, this is going to be today they will start to call for gun control. They use every crisis and they'll raise money off of these shootings. Everything is predictable. They will do everything that I just said, everything that you previously said. I just want to say what he said. This young 18-year-old said that he was not radicalized by anyone. He was radicalized by the Internet. Okay. Well, let, let's let's look at the, the world that this 18-year-old has grown up in. He's grown up in a world where 50 years ago the Democrats decided that human life has no value. So, so he's seen that throughout his whole life. He's also grown up in a world where for decades – There's been a black-on-black genocide in Democrat-controlled cities that they've done nothing about. Even Barack Obama, his hometown of Chicago, he never once even talked about this black-on-black genocide. So the black lives don't matter because the Democrats have not done anything about it to end it. So he's grown up, if he was radicalized, he was radicalized by the Democrats who basically put it out there that black lives don't matter. Otherwise, they would have done something about this black-on-black genocide that's going on in their cities mostly, okay? Like I said, even Obama didn't even talk about it. It didn't even exist, okay? 
but they want this stuff going on because as long as this stuff is going on, they have a cudgel with which to with which to bash the Republicans, blame it on them. So this 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 young man has grown up in a world where black lives don't matter and where lives period don't matter. Let's also not forget he grew up in New York where the governor sentenced senior citizens to their deaths in nursing homes. So their lives didn't matter either. So why would this young man grow up thinking that life is precious when the leaders, the adults in the room, supposedly, he's following their lead? I mean, that's the world he's grown up with. Why would be surprised? Hollywood with their violent movies, all the violent video games that no one does anything about. Why is anyone surprised? So who radicalized this guy? Well, you could say the Democrats. You could say the Democrats did. Their liberal philosophy of governance did. Uh, Also, too, I really believe their unwillingness to actually mete out punishment. A lot of people say that deterrence is not present because you have tough laws in effect and things like that. I, I believe that 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 is a Democrat proposition. Deterrence and having tough penalties and things like that are definitely effective. And the reason we know that is look at Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, all the places where they just let people do whatever they want, break any law that they want to break, burn, rob, whatever, and they just get right out, catch and release, and it increases in frequency – because there is no penalty for what they've done. You're, exa- you're exactly right, Harry. And you know, and, and we've seen this, where penalties are removed from certain violations because they say those, those, when those people are uh, punished, it disproportionately affects minorities, blacks. So they remove the penalty for certain things, okay? Which must mean that they want blacks to do these things to other blacks if you take the police out of a city we know most of the crime happens in minority communities the police are there to prevent those crimes the people who suffer the most crime are the other minorities living in those cities so if you take the police away the people who will suffer even more are minorities so you would have to argue then that that the democrats want this black on black or minority on minority crime to take place. So then I ask you, who are the racists? There's no other way to look at it. If the police are preventing the crime, stopping the crime and punishing the criminals to make this crime end, and you take that away, the only conclusion you can reach is that the Democrats want minorities to suffer more crime. And if the minorities suffer more crime, then the Democrats have the opportunity to go to the minorities and say, if you vote for us, We'll make the crime stop. Well, there's no there's Andy, there's no question. And the record from really the entire career of Ted Kennedy until the present. So 50 plus years, probably closer to 60 or more. There's no question. Democrats keep problems alive and purposefully do not solve them because they want voters to need them. That's exactly right. They're creating dependency. And real quick about the, 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 the baby formula and all that. Yeah. Remember, the same, the same people who accused Donald Trump 
of ripping babies from their mother's arms at the southern border and putting babies in cages. They are the same people now who are fighting for the right to rip babies from their mother's wombs and to star and they're starving children with this formula situation. Do you think it's a coincidence that this formula shortage is happening at the same time that they're fighting for the right to kill babies? Real quickly, Harry, I think there's... This isn't hard to figure out. I'm not patting myself on the back. If the Democrats, whenever they try to change your behavior, if they don't want you to have something or to stop doing something, they somehow manage to raise the cost of that thing. So Obama bought up all the ammunition and, and, and regulated uh, ammunition, so you had a gun, but you couldn't use it. Right, because they tried to make a move on the guns, but they failed, so then they bought up all the ammunition to create an ammunition shortage, so then you really wouldn't have a gun if you can't have the ammunition. They're that It's that insidious. They're doing this with gasoline now. They don't want you to have a gas car. They drive, they kill the pipeline. They drive up the cost of gas. You, you drive your gas car less and maybe you buy an electric one. And there are many examples of this. And, and of course, everybody's got $60,000 laying around to go buy that electric car. And they yeah. don't, and by the way, they don't care, uh, how dirty the energy is to make electricity. They, they make that clean, but they don't, tell you or show you or diagram how potentially dirty the process is to make that so-called clean energy. And maybe New Jersey has the the perfect example. As you would say, let me leave you with this. 30 seconds, Andy, please. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just flipping the script because I do have to go. I should have broke five minutes ago, uh, but I've been having a good time. Don Hurley came up with something that was just brilliant, and he put it on Facebook about a month ago. It was sort of like an only in New Jersey kind of thing. We used to have plastic straws that were wrapped in paper. Now we have paper straws that are wrapped in plastic. Get it? It's, it's, Get it's, it? It's, it's hilarious. It is totally hilarious. And I got to go, Andy. So just, ladies and gentlemen, just think about that during the break. What did our liberals, our socialists, our communists, what did they accomplish? They took paper straws and put them in plastic wrappers because you can't put a paper wrapper on a paper straw. It gets wet and it's, it's a mess. So they had to put it in plastic, but you can't have a plastic throwaway bag though. No, no, no. You can't have that, but you can have a paper straw wrapped in plastic, but you can't have a plastic straw wrapped in paper. See, they're really accomplishing great things. Follow along. It's easy if you're willing to embrace the truth. We'll be back. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Here's my friend. We will see him in uh, less than four weeks in New York City at Talkers New York 2022. Here's Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. So several heated protests have occurred in front of the Supreme Court since uh, Justice Alito's draft opinion was leaked. We still have not found the leaker as far as we know. 
Peter Ducey brought up Biden's statements earlier this week calling the MAGA crowd the most extreme political organization in recent history. Do you think the progressive activists that are now planning protests outside some of the justices' houses are extreme? Ducey asked that question to Jen Psaki. Peaceful protest, no. Peaceful protest is not extreme. In front of a, a Supreme Court justice's home? That's okay with this administration? If any conservative wanted a protest in front of any liberal Supreme Court justice's home or any elected congressman or woman, I'd be against it. Leave their families out of it. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. War, inflation, and $30 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Hey, everybody, it's Linda from the Sean Hannity Show. And millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, your 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD, that's G-O-L-D, to get a free gold IRA kit and learn how thousands are protecting their retirement savings and adding 10000 or more in free silver to do it. Gold Co. is the company Sean Hannity and I recommend for gold and silver, and they've helped place nearly $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD, 855-815-G-O-L-D. That's 855-815-GOLD. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. We're back. It's 26 minutes past the hour. We will be talking about Atlantic City, and I promise an announcement, and I promise you we'll make it in a few minutes. I'm just uh, finishing up a piece that we're doing for the app and for WPGtalkradio.com about something that's taking place a few hours from now, a little over three hours from now in Atlantic City. I promise you we'll give you the details after we take some more of your phone calls. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Glad you called in. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? Very well. Thank you. Today's my Friday. This morning's my Friday. Uh-huh. But, and, and for the record, this morning is my Monday. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, to get a little bit more serious, uh, in 1973, I, I'm kind of loose on names. Uh, first, a gentleman, I should say, can't use the word gentleman, but anyway, uh, this person was a member of the Black Panther group. He uh, killed, he murdered a New Jersey State trooper. And I believe he was sentenced to life in prison. And now we have the New Jersey Supreme Court letting him go on parole. Yes. And, you know, this was, of course, before our time, because we're in the same uh, bracket. You know, back in the day, first of all, if you committed a murder, if you shot a police officer and killed him, that was a one-way trip to the chair. Like they used to say, you're going to the chair, Rocky, <laughs> you know. But, you know, because of these liberals and their problem with the death penalty, you're just leaving. It's costing the state even more to keep this guy around when he committed a capital crime. Yeah. And he's letting go on parole. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, they say a couple of things. Now, we did a whole piece on this last week uh, in depth, Peter, that I think you missed. But we we really delved into this. The, the, the decision was made, uh, and I believe it was Rabner who made wrote the decision, the chief. He wrote the age of the person, the unlikelihood that he would reoffend and all of this. Uh, I'm just not for any anyone who kills a police officer of ever being. Look, you take the death penalty away so the person's around forever. Then you go and you say you let them go because you decide that you don't think they're capable of, of reoffending. I just think it's wrong. I think it's a very bad decision. And it's very typically uh, in liberal places like New Jersey, California, you, you know, you could Massachusetts, you could you could uh, you could pick the location, Illinois, so on. Bad decision. And, you know, yes, uh, Shawshank is make believe. But if you remember, every time Red came up for parole, they always ask him, do you feel re- rehabilitated? And he gave some smart-ass answer, and you see the stamp rejected until the last one. Right. When he was let go on parole. But even though it's make-believe, his last answer, when he says, you know, it's a made-up word and everything else, you know, uh, rehabilitated, you know, it. like I said, even though it's make-believe, it does have some... Like you mentioned earlier, some truth, you know, uh, art, uh, life mimics reality. Yeah. No, no. Uh, art. Re- re- You're saying it. Art can can mimic life. It can. Art can mimic reality. It, you're saying it, Peter. I've got to run to the break. It's a great point. I think most people are probably in agreement that are listening. There could be some that say, look, he's very old. Uh, probably demented and not able to reoffend, and that they're going to let him go for you know health reasons or some extraordinary reasons. I just don't think they should do it, but they are doing it, and they're doing it very very soon. The decision is made. Peter, have a great day. We have an open phone line six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. You'll be next right after the break, which begins right now. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley for WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station with three stories that you can follow on the app. Pieces of concrete have fallen from an Atlantic City hotel tower. We've got the story. The Atlantic City Fire Department does it again. They've responded to a structure fire yesterday on South Florida Avenue uh, with apparatus shortages and, and all. But they do a great job. And we've compared 1980 versus 2022 Atlantic City form of government. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Our weather's looking hot and juicy today. Not only will you feel some summer-like warmth and humidity, but then the atmosphere explodes with widespread strong thunderstorms later on. Today's high temperature is 78 degrees, partly sunny with a spot shower at any time. Then a line of strong to severe thunderstorms from mid-afternoon through early evening, gusty winds and heavy rain. Storms pulse down tonight, clearing skies low of 57. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back at 37 minutes past the hour. We're taking your phone calls at 609-407-1450. Let me take this call and then we will make an announcement about something that's taking place today in just a few hours, three hours from now, just under three hours from now in Atlantic City. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. No malice. Partisan politics. And um, Willie, Willie do me a favor. Hold on, because you might be talking about Atlantic City. Let me make the announcement, because if I waited to make the announcement after you hung up, you might have wanted to comment on it. Uh, and who knows, you might even want to be there. I'm putting up a piece on our WPG Talk Radio app, WPGTalkRadio.com website, which basically says you can't they say you can't fight City Hall. However, people are rallying and bringing their opposition to the sitting mayor of Atlantic City right to City Hall. John Exodactylus, owner of the Atlantic City's Ducktown Tavern and Liquor Store, has announced that there will be a rally today, which is Monday, May 16th, in opposition to Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small. Exodactylus said, I will be there and invite anyone else who is over typical Atlantic City politics to attend. And then if you go to the website, you'll be able to read all the details. It's this morning at 1030 at Atlantic City Hall, which is 1301 Bacharach Boulevard in Atlantic City. And I imagine they're going to be right out front of that courtyard area right off of um, Atlantic Avenue. So this is a rally in opposition to Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small, who's been making a series of recent questionable and unpopular decisions. So this should be interesting because it's a very retaliatory administration. You know, I don't believe in coincidences, but after Exodactylus was very vocal against Small, the next thing you know, he's got the Board of Health in his uh, restaurant the next day. So who knows? Maybe that was just a regularly scheduled item. Uh, Who knows? But um, that's taking place. 10.30 10.30 this morning in Atlantic City, out front of City Hall. Willie, you were saying? Uh, yes, uh, that fits in uh, because foul affects anyone. It doesn't matter, black or white. And I've said this before. I think you've heard it, uh, Harry. And it's true. Uh, um, human uh, philosophy and partisan politics um, makes the mind, renders the mind useless. Now, what do I mean on that? On some of the things, like any type of retaliation, I don't care what color it is. But I'm highly teed off, and I'll say it, i say the war, say it in peace. Cold, not coming here about the press, standing up, protecting us and property, the people property being moved. Good citizen. You stood there on the wall and protect the people there. As you know, you were there. We had meeting there, Mark Small, that line with Tibbet, um, Jeffrey Curtis, all five candidates, including myself. Yeah. And now, we, I, I was your uh, your moderator, right? Yeah. Now I can do that, and he can't have an inspector of the code inspector deal with this foolishness with people. And however the people live here, about like now, many of them are new people. They're Asian. They don't speak much English. A lot of them Latino. They don't speak much English. And uh, the good, strong people that we had here moved from Baltimore Plaza. It is wrong. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I don't care what color you are. In fact, I'm more teen off 
if you are dark skinned or whatever color and you're doing this foolishness, you should know not to do these things. And I don't, I've been here forever. Every male been there, I ain't never had no malice. I've never been out of order. No one has ever come get me nowhere, no bar, home ever in my life. And this is our hand now. I don't know who is persuading this. And uh, the one black business that fish had on it forever. Now, we have supported mayor. We've been good to the mayor. He's doing a good job, but it's going to his head a little bit now. And uh, I don't have any empathy for that. It needs to end. And, yeah, I'll be there. It's not just because of him. It is because of the city ever since we've been here. And the people doing all right. Uh, help those that are having trouble now with this politics. It's out of hand, and we're getting a lot of federal money having there. Is no oversight. Mayor, think big. Step up here, Barter Plaza. Willie Norwood. Think big. Act small. Willie, have a great day. All right, 1030 this morning is the rally at Atlantic City Hall. Let's get the final break in when we come back. More of your phone calls at 609 407 it is your turn to join the program as soon as we come back. Hang in there. 42 minutes past the hour. This is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. And yes, you better well know. We know it. And we thank you for it. We'll be back. Mark Levin. If you do not believe in citizenship and you believe the border should be wide open so anybody can come into the United States and immediately receive our welfare benefit, you should be Democrat. If you believe the Supreme Court is only legitimate if it rules in your favor, and if it doesn't rule in your favor, it should be fundamentally altered. So in the future it does. You should be a Democrat. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 48 minutes past the hour. It's been wide open forum all this hour long, and you've been terrific as usual at 609-407-1450, an open phone line. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs and my sincere thanks and appreciation to many Hurley in the Morning Universe guest listeners who have utilized the many services available at Batteries Plus Bulbs. Keep in mind, the, the name of the store, they they live up to it. My goodness, I mean, everything from a tiny watch battery to a car battery and everything in between. Anything that has a cell or a battery pack, they can fix. They can completely redo power tool, uh, power sources, Sometimes you have a power tool that you love, but the power source doesn't charge anymore and the power source might be obsolete. They can completely rebuild the battery bank. They're incredible. They have fixed lamps for multiple guest listeners, cell phones. They've got all the parts right there. They can completely take care of all of that. The newest to the older versions of iPhone and your um, Android phones as well and so much more. Roy and his team, they're terrific, very service-minded. The store is spotless. The local store is right next to Broadcast Center, so that's easy enough, directly next door in the strip mall next to Broadcast Center. And then Roy has another store in Marlton on Route 73. They do great work. If you mention my name, Hurley in the Morning, at 
checkout at the point of sale, you'll get a 10% discount. So ask for your 10% discount. It makes a big difference. If you're making a certain level purchase, 10% can be very substantial. Mention Hurley in the morning at Batteries Plus Bulbs. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. Glad you called in. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Very well. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I'm listening to you this morning. You're opening Jen Psaki, 14 million to CNN. That just blows Yeah, un- that's the uh, MSNBC. Not confirmed, but someone told me that that's the deal. It's not been confirmed. But she's not going there for free. And I'm sure she'll be making more than the 180000 or whatever you make, whatever the top pay is for certain positions at the White House. I think it's a little under 200000 Uh Yeah, she's going to make a lot of money, no doubt about it. All right, well, to step away from politics for just one second here, it's Monday. Yeah. Get people in a little bit better mood here. Yeah. Um, did you see the, the, the deal that uh, Tom Brady, Inc., with Fox... To be the uh, yeah. sports analyst? I already uh, did a full um, monologue on it last week. Yeah, $37.5 million. I mean, it's, it's well, it's far and away. People thought when Romo scored uh, with $17 million, he will make more not playing than he ever did as a player, except for the last couple of years with uh, Tampa Bay because he finally got paid what he was worth. But yes, it's it's a three hundred and seventy five million dollar ten year guaranteed deal. And let me say right up front, he's worth it. Yeah, Jen Saki's not. He is yeah. because he knows football. It'll be very interesting. And, and and keep in mind, he'll also be doing other things for Fox Sports. So they'll have him probably at VIP type client things. And you you can. It's a huge value. And I agree with you, and I said the same thing last week. I believe he will provide phenomenal insight. And, of course, they've lost both Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. So here's the other thing, Matt, that I'm sure you're aware of, but I want to make sure our listeners are. His deal is so tremendous that if he plays next year and retires, he starts right after that the next season. If he wants to play two years, he plays two years. If he wants to play three years, he plays three years. If he wants to play play five years, his deal is good when he decides he's done playing. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's an open-ended contract. It's incredible how bad they want that guy. Unprecedented. You know what I mean? And Jimmy Johnson said something really good about it as well. Uh, he's worth the wait, and he's worth the money, is my thought. Yeah. Well, between him and his wife, Giselle, how much money does that family have? They got a lot. I mean, I'm serious. Hundreds of millions. <laughs> a lot. She's worth more than a he lot. is, I think. Well, she makes $10 million a shoot, okay? So, yeah, just think about that, all right? Well, hey, listen. They're both, when you when you think about it, Giselle Bujden, she was the it thing for Victoria's Secret. I mean, the, literally the it thing. So she's the best at what she does. He's the best at what he does. And they're an amazing powerhouse couple and family. So 
I'm kind of leaning towards he's now got that to look forward to. A big part of when you're done your playing days, I think the players need a soft landing. It's very hard. I don't have any direct experience to, to draw from, but it's very hard to go from that level of, you know, the endorphins fly when you're doing something that's stimulating and, and you love it. it you, it's very hard to replace that. So going into the broadcast booth where you can get jazzed up for a game, call an exciting game, you know, learn new things. He's already been a great study. So he knows he knows all these players. It's it's going to be, I think, a fantastic marriage. And you never know, though, because Drew Brees and NBC sort of crashed and burned after one season. There's no guarantees, but this is as close to one as you could probably get. Well, I I agree. It's it's like Tampa's a good team, Harry. If yeah. he does well this year, I he might play again. He's in shape enough to do it. Sure, don't you think? I do. With undoubtedly, uh, you just don't know. I mean, I, I even believe there was something to the retirement. I think he was trying to retire his way out of Tampa Bay, and it didn't happen. So now you'll see Gronk is asking for one piece, and then he'll come back. They'll get the one piece. Uh, I don't think it's an accident. Brady didn't like the coach. Uh, they're faking like nothing happened here and that the coach got promoted. Bull, you know what, on that. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. So uh, it's just interesting the way this is all played out. I get it, man. I appreciate it, Harry. Yep. Uh, I knew you were going to say the same thing. I, I, I you know, I think- I'm on it, Matt. Let me get in one more call when we can give the next caller a good quality amount of time as well. But I enjoyed the discussion, Matt. And we, we, um, we of course were on top of that. Thirty-seven point five million per year to not get your face kicked in. I mean, that's that's pretty good, isn't it? You think about that. I think Romo makes more than he ever did on the field, and Romo is not a pimple on Tom Brady's hiney. I mean, that guy did nothing in the postseason. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Can I Hello? help you? Yes, you are on the air. Hello. Oh, hi. Thank you. Yes. Um, I wanted to call um, about the Green Acres yes. um, issue. Yeah. I had noticed some inconsistencies um, that I haven't heard anyone really talk about. Um, one of them is that under the um, New Jersey National State Park regulations, we know about these permits, right, for the uh, food truck issue. But the other rules and regulations are no smoking in a national park area. Um, no ATVs are supposed to be um, in those areas. And get this, no liquor. So the Gardner's Basin area is part of the orange loop that the small administration had um, adopted, what, 2020? Here's, let, me, let me not interrupt, but inject all very good points that you're making. We haven't made them all, but we have done more on this than anyone. And I would ask you to please read my own work on WPGTalkRadio.com or if you want to access it through the app, the WPG Talk Radio app, because we have done a tremendous amount on this Green Acre stuff, including you should just read the Palestina article that we wrote late last week, which is a timeline of everything that he tried to do. Big mistake. The city never should have ever entered into anything that is so valuable that you shouldn't even be restricted. 
But yes, they did enter into these agreements. And so if you're going to bring attention to the state, another fatal mistake that I thought that Small made because he wanted to politically take revenge on this fish heads guy, uh, Gregory Dredgy Wood, he went and brought attention to areas where the state was just allowing the city to operate. They said, yes, you can have, a, a, a you know, these food carts. They can't be there permanently, but you can have them. And so they had them until they didn't. He messed it all up. They What Palestina needs to do is really get busy around small because he's a disaster with the state. They got to get that land back to where all these restrictions are not in place. I totally agree. And I know that um, uh, the the senator had mentioned on your radio program the other day too that you know there could be some um areas of wiggle room where you know those food trucks or or containers could be there for you know from may 31st until you know september 1st i know you know this because you're very smart and i can just tell how well versed you are on this it's right in the language but marty small won't tell the truth on this topic His wife got into a disagreement with the owner over a child who had been abused. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. They're re-victimizing the child a second time. It makes me sick. And then they go take this guy out after 25 years, seven of it, in Gardner's Basin. How, How in the eighth year is it a problem when it was not a problem in the first seven? We know the truth. Everybody knows the truth. And that's why the Atlantic City mayor presently is unhinged. And that's why Senator Palestina is going to have to almost be de facto mayor of Atlantic City because they're out of control right now. Well, I totally agree with everything you just said. Thank you. Thank you. for Call me again sometime. We're at the end of the hour. Uh, I appreciate your call and I appreciate your intellect. Tom Foley will join us next. It's going to be Dateline Atlantic City. To some extent, I'm going to roll back the Wayback Machine to 1980. But it's all going to make sense. Stay with us. It's going to make sense when we come back. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It's six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's Dateline Atlantic City. And let me um, just share again, because this is going to be one of those things where it's happening on short notice. There hasn't been any publicity that I'm aware of. Maybe there's been some social media that I am unaware of. But we have written an article for the app for the WPGTalkRadio.com website And it is about a rally that is in opposition of Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small. It will be taking place today at City Hall. So the old expression, you can't fight City Hall. The people are bringing it right to City Hall. And that will be taking place at 1030 this morning. And John Exodactylus, the owner of Ducktown Tavern and Liquor Store, is inviting all citizens, 
that are like-minded, that do not like what's happening right now, the decisions that are being made. Uh, we, we outlined three recent decisions that have all been very unpopular. One was a total political retaliatory hit on John Devlin. It's never happened in American history where a municipal utilities authority board member was removed during their term of office. It's, 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 it's unprecedented. It's never happened in 250 years. Uh, you've got the Stockton decision where Stockton University was kicked out of the boathouse. And, of course, you have the recent Fishheads Dredgy Wood decision where the state was trying to allow this to continue but had a mayor making it impossible. I mean, it's it's bizarro world what's going on. So today there is a um, a rally in opposition of the mayor of Atlantic City. And we'll follow up with any newsworthy developments, but be guided accordingly 1030 this morning. And we'll promote it a few more times during the morning. Tom Foley is joining us this hour. And we're going to talk about the piece that I wrote yesterday about 1980 and the commission form of government and what's in place today. And there's a lot between those 42 years to talk about. But, Tom, let me give you an opportunity to comment. Any surprise that there's a rally in opposition of Mayor Small? Oh, no, no, not at all. I'm, you know, I know all of a sudden there was, a, you know, John's been on the Internet and certainly been on the radio, Johnny X, uh, talking about the administration. And all of a sudden, here comes the inspectors over to his uh, his establishment. I mean, it's it's just it, it's an absolute disgrace. But it's typical of Marty Small. You know, he's he hit it for a couple of years until he got the power. Now he he's in power. He's and he's on a power trip. I mean, he lied about me being fired on the job, which was a total disgrace. I gave my uh, my career to the city of Atlantic City for over forty two years, and involved in public safety. So don't tell me that I was ever involved in anything like that because I was never involved. And uh, for him to say that is just an absolute disgrace. But typical Marty Small, he's a vindictive uh, type of person who comes out after people. And you know what? It's going to come back to one of them. I believe uh, uh, I wish John a lot of luck. You know, I wish the people of Atlantic City a lot of luck. You know, we tried to clean it up ourselves, you know, but uh, unfortunately that didn't work out. So, again, that's 1030 this morning uh, right out front of City Hall. And we'll keep you posted if we hear anything uh, in addition to what you can already read at uh, WPGTalkRadio.com or you can navigate the digital content right from your WPG Talk Radio app. So, Tom, you saw – did you see that – I should I, I shouldn't assume. Did you see the piece that I wrote about the election of 1980, 26 candidates running, and then my dialogue within the piece about the difference between the commission form of government and the two different mayor-council forms of government? Each one, I believe, has proven to be worse than the other. Uh, the commission form, the best. The partisan mayor-council form, not good compared to the – count to the commission form but better than the partisan format that we see now that has created all these incestuous open like city hall employment agency for family and friends and all this crap that we see these large departments and all these professionals and all this large s simply because the rateable base allowed them to get away with it it's really disgraceful but did you get a chance to see the piece 
Absolutely, and uh, it brought back a lot of memories. I remember very distinctly, and I remember that, uh, you know, Senator Persky at that particular time was, was, you know, behind it, along with uh, uh, former Mayor Whalen and a few others that were behind because uh, they wanted to commission former government. The commission former government worked very, very well. Uh, i got to tell you, I worked under both, all three, actually, and uh, I can I can see the, you had accountability under commission former government. You knew exactly who the public works director was. You knew exactly who the public safety director was. And, and you know you could go to revenue and finance and talk to Horace Bryant and Commissioner Bryant. You could go to public works and talk to uh, Commissioner Hollingsworth was in there at one time. And then uh, people don't realize Commissioner Hollingsworth, when they changed the former government, came back as a as a battalion chief on the fire department and they literally tried to uh basically not make him eligible for taking the, the deputy chief's test and i fought very hard and, and if he was around i'm sure he would tell you this to get him to be able to take that test and i had a lot of guys that were kind of uh, very upset about it. but let me tell you something if it wasn't for commissioner hollingsworth being on that commission he helped us out in many many times when we had apparatus it's ironic how history repeats itself, but I remember putting, taking a photograph of a, a ladder truck that was sitting across the street from where I live now at Station 6, and uh, it had a sign on it, I swear to God, Harry, it's the truth, and I gave it to the press of Atlantic City, and it said, uh, only used in case of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> now, refresh my memory, uh, because you know how much I loved, I mean, I don't say that lightly, I loved Pierre Hollingsworth. He was a beautiful man, a great friend, totally colorblind, never played the race card, uh, made some of the young whippersnappers who would get out of line. He was able to put them back straight. Uh, I'll tell you, Marty Small could use Pierre alive today because he, he is so out of control right now that he needs an elder statesman. Like maybe Langford could take him to lunch or something. He needs somebody to get his head back on straight. He's he's unhinged right now. He's crazy. Politically I mean that. I'm not I'm not diagnosing him as insane, but he's politically insane. But Pierre, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say that I'm sure he was battalion chief. Did Pierre ever become deputy fire chief? Absolutely. He okay. passed in and I think it was number three on the list, uh, maybe two, but I know he was a brilliant guy, so he took the test, and he, uh, he got it. And we in our union were always in favor of it. I can tell you there are many occasions, including uh, Chief Kemp, uh, including uh, when we had uh, Chief Brenner, Ben Brenner, when he made it. They did not want those two to be the chief of the department. We fought very, very hard. As a matter of fact, we won pretty much the appellate division in in New Jersey to make uh, Chief Brenner because we were sticklers for whoever passed number one got the job and and, and that's exactly what we were in, in any position. And they've tried several times to skip over people for different uh, things, but they they never were successful when we were there. But unfortunately, you know the rule of three, Harry. If you, if yes. you don't have a veteran on the list, they could take whoever they want. But uh, we we made sure, and we and the reason that our union was very strong about that is because uh, we wanted to be fair. If you if you were able to pass that test, you should be able to uh, take the job uh, for the higher rank. And 
and it worked out very, very well for over the years. And now it's, 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 you know, they even came to the point they did away with civil service for so long. And, uh, you know, it was a mess, you know, it, they just uh, promoted whoever they wanted and, and, uh, you know, test would mean something and not, and, and zero to others. And make, then, make a comment, Tom, because I say this as a civilian and I, I don't believe that I have credibility. I have knowledge, but I don't have credibility to sell it. But I've, I've always maintained in everything I've said on air and everything that I've ever written for the WPG talk radio digital platform that when you take the good order away from any paramilitary organization, whether it's police, fire, the actual military, you destroy, you destroy the, the good order because that's so important for that to be there because people – I don't care what anybody says – if somebody gets promoted that shouldn't have been promoted, it's like a cancer. Uh, the rank and file, it's bad for morale. So let me stop talking and let's have a battalion chief retired comment. Uh, is your little brother correct with his civilian shtick there? He's probably about 200% correct if they ever had a figure of 200%. But in reality, you are absolutely correct. It just destroys the the entire integrity of the system when you start bouncing people around because people say, what the heck's the sense of uh, dedicating my life to passing this test and, and doing the best I can, and then all of a sudden I'm getting uh, skipped over? I mean, it's just no matter where it goes. I mean, I've seen it in the police department. I, I certainly saw it in the fire department, and I still see it there, and I still see it in the police department. I mean, guys that I know have been left uh, number one on the list and, and they're taking guys and it's just, it's a terrible feeling. If you think that the civil service shouldn't be there, you got to be crazy. You think I would ever made a, a battalion chief had it not been there? there there's no way. <laughs> I mean, believe me, uh, they used to come into the station and say, follow your detail to, uh, to Forrest today. And I was at Pennsylvania Avenue and then and all of a sudden I'm going to Forrest and then follow your detail to, and, uh, by the way, your detail tomorrow to uh, Sevens because <laughs> there were certain chiefs in our department that were, you know, very retaliatory. And what could you do? You know, they were in charge and, and uh, you had to go where you had to go. But it didn't mind me because it got me able as a union president to talk to everybody around the city and it was it was really really a good thing for us. That's why I remained a union president uh, for 13 years up until the time I got promoted. Yeah, when they took when they took away the, the 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 true collective bargaining, and you take away the rule of three. I always loved veterans give have given so much to this country. I like that you can't skip a vet. Uh, I don't even like it when they skip number one two times. They can, but if they have three openings, they can't. They got to promote you or or only promote two if, if they want to get creepy. And then you, you've seen it all. You've watched them let lists die uh, on purpose because somebody is next on the list that they don't want to promote. It, it's it's a shame when the civilian political creatures abuse the system the way that they do. And, Harry, you, you didn't see that in the commission form of government. Basically, like I said before, you had accountability – but you also had a lot of respect for the people that lived in Atlantic well, City. That yeah, let me let me give you an example. Why you had like a commissioner of public safety, Joseph Pasquale, a legend, and he had and he came from the ranks. He respected what we're talking about here, 
now when you get somebody like Jim Whalen, God rest his soul, but he was terrible. Uh, come on. I mean, you get what you get. I mean, that, don't forget that guy uh, sat on a panel in Camden County and was bragging about giving the police three years worth of zero increases. He bragged about that. Another mayor on the panel said, excuse me, mayor, what are you bragging about screwing your people like that? Uh, I mean, we had some twisted stuff going on. <laughs> boy, boy, that brings back memories right there, Harry. I'll tell you. Yeah, that was it was brutal during his administration. But uh, because, I mean, I it, there were times where we were threatened and, and all this kind of crap that went on, you know. But uh, it's the truth. It was it was people that uh, said, well, you're never going to exist in this town. You're never going to get promoted. You're never. I remember on the elevator going up to City Hall when we were negotiating contracts. That's what it was like, and it's getting back to that right now. Yeah, it feels like it. Tom, hold on. We'll get the break in. When we come back, I, it's still Dateline Atlantic City, but I want to diverge for just a moment. We wrote an article in real time when it was actually going on, the Atlantic City professional firefighters fighting a structure fire. And I want to give an example for, for Tom Foley to comment on as an expert in terms of exactly what we've written about in prior reports in terms of which engine should have responded first but because engine four is closed then arriving first arriving units were different than they otherwise would be so it wound up being engine two that knocked the fire down it wound up being engine six ladder two rescue one and engine two that responded and this is an example of when we talk about how – and there were people trapped on the second floor. When you have time, additional time added to a fire, what that means, how dangerous that becomes. I want to get Tom's take on that. A lot going on with Tom Foley. I am, and this is. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. This portion of Hurley in the morning brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. We have them in our home multiple times during the year. We have them check the air conditioning system. We have them check the heating system. They check all the different systems within the home. It's a, it's a very good thing from a proactive standpoint. If something isn't quite right, they're going to be able to tell you that. They do cleanings. They do all the servicing. If you're a new client to Ambient Comfort, you can get a special, a $59 spring tune-up, which is so worth the price, so worth the investment. They're on the web, Ambient Comfort nj.com please tell them i sent you early in the morning and ask for that special it doesn't matter who installed the system you'll get that deal when you're a new new client to ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals ambient comfort nj.com tom would you comment we have about two minutes before the bottom of the hour break because we ran so long in the first segment then we'll catch up and johnny x is going to call in in the last segment uh, he's going to talk about the rally that's happening today at City Hall in opposition of Mayor Small. Tom, in terms of the Atlantic City professional firefighters, I think yesterday was an example where because areas and equipment are either down or closed, 
other people are responding that normally wouldn't be the first responders. Now, they're so professional, they get the job done. But at some point, I think we're on borrowed time here, Tom. Harry, there's no doubt about it. I've been saying that California Avenue has no water in it. Think about that. The closest engine is on Indiana and Baltic, and the next closest engine is in Atlas and Atlantic. So when there's a fire on Florida Avenue that is very convenient for California Avenue, very nearby, uh, they're dry, though, so it's a desert. Uh, we hear food desert. Now we're talking about fire department. I mean, a fire department without water, that's beyond oxymoronic, isn't it? <laughs> and it's been going on now for well over a year. They've been like we've been saying, myself and John Valero. The, the, the city has been very, very fortunate. Haven't had a major, major fire with major loss of life. As you know, every thirty seconds a fire can increase. And when you get into that flashover type of where all the oxygen is sucked out of the building because of because of the lack of oxygen and extreme fire conditions. You, you have seconds then, and then wow. you could have a backdraft explosion. You could have a flashover that instantaneously kills people. So, I mean, Tom, it really is a combination of the Atlantic City professional firefighters are really fantastic at what they do, but also getting lucky. Yeah, well, they absolutely they're fantastic. I mean, they're highly more trained than, than we were. I, I have to tell you that, and that's, um, I'm very happy for that. Uh, like I tell you, we had all these high-rises in the city, and yet we didn't have a rope that was uh, capable of rescue. We had these old Manila ropes when we joined, and there was one radio per company, and that was the captain had it. Now you see the advantages of certain equipment, but not the apparatus. The apparatus certainly has is, is been falling apart. As a matter of fact, the, the uh, most popular T-shirt in the fire department, uh, I'll have to get you one, Harry. My man. Is a, 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 destroyed, a destroyed fire engine, and it says ACFD on it. <laughs> wow. It's, 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 it's just, you know, you got to smile about this stuff because it's so ridiculous. I mean, how could a billion-dollar city be falling apart like it is and and i blame all of that hey we made the mistake we we i was totally involved myself bob mcdevitt and uh certainly renzo langford and and craig calloway was the catalyst to helping us change the former government to a partisan former government and that was done by to put it on the ballot we won by one vote on city committee one vote Harry. Yeah, yeah and that was at the irish pub where we had the vote and uh they were sending everybody down here on behalf of uh, Mayor Whalen, I mean, we had senators from different areas, the head of the, uh, the state Democratic Committee, and I said, I said to him, I said, well, let me ask you a question. So you don't want this to be partisan here? You know, you realize it'll help out with your county elections and your state elections, because now Atlantic City will be involved in those particular elections. And he said, oh, no, no way. <laughs> yeah, he knew, he knew it was his end, and he was right. But and then, of course... Uh, the law of unintended consequences, it's a crappy form of government. It's working terribly. It costs too much money. And, of course, Whalen was able to uh, to rebound and win the assembly and ultimately the Senate seat. So it, it's kind of amazing how it all turned out. And then look at what we have now. I mean, worse. I, I think he's got to go down unless – and he has the capacity – I believe 
but he's got somebody that can influence him. It's maybe an elder or of some kind. He's he's just very juvenile right now. Uh, but if he doesn't if he doesn't change, he's going to go down as the worst mayor in Atlantic City history. I mean, I'm not even saying modern history. The worst. It's that bad. There, there, and that's no accident that what we're going to be talking about in about 18 minutes uh, we'll be talking about. And that's the rally that is taking place today at 1030, two hours from now, just under two hours at Atlantic City Hall in opposition to Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small. We'll be back with Tom Foley. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. And we know it. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. And I have to tell you, we're putting up so much digital content, me and my fellow content creators. It's hard to give you three, but I'll try. Pieces of concrete have fallen from an Atlantic City hotel tower. It's the lead story right now on the app. Atlantic City Fire Department responds to a structure fire on South Florida Avenue. We've been talking about that and the comparison of the commission form of government and the current mayor-council form. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Today is a severe weather day. You need to be extra aware of changing weather conditions, and you need to expect a line of nasty storms from this afternoon into this evening. Partly sunny with a spot shower possible at any time today. High of 78 degrees. Prime time for strong thunderstorms about 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Clearing skies tonight, low of 57. Mostly sunny, windy tomorrow, high 76. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Talking Dateline Atlantic City in 10 minutes will be joined. Tom will stay. We'll be joined by John Exodactylus. John is the owner of Ducktown Tavern and Liquor Store in Atlantic City. Uh, I think he's demonstrated what happens if you dare to get involved. The Board of Health shows up the next day. It just seems I don't believe in coincidences. So when that happened, that that caught my attention. We'll see what John has to say. Maybe he'll just come on and say, oh, no, no, you know, they come every year or every so often. And it was just a coincidence. Uh, d- doesn't feel that way. In any event, uh, Tom, we mentioned about the um, commission form of government versus the nonpartisan mayor council form of government under the Faulkner Act and then the change that was made and 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 I was completely upfront about it uh then and now it wasn't just about a better form of government it really was to get rid of Jim Whalen as mayor of Atlantic City people had tired of him I don't know if it was three or four terms but people had had enough and they changed the form of government to remove him that in retrospect and I've admitted it's it's a bad idea to remove someone, to change a whole form of government, to just get rid of one person, long term is is not a good strategy. And over the course of time, I don't know how many several decades now that this partisan form of government has been in place. The only positive would be for Democrats because it did elect Democrat freeholders. It did elect Democrats to the uh, to the New Jersey legislature. 
because obviously having more voters participate in local Atlantic City elections in November, as opposed to the off-off election time in in May, was a big difference from that standpoint. And that's political. I can't think of one other good thing that I could even say about it. It's it's been it's been a monstrosity. It's been an employment agency. It's been uh, handing out contracts to preferred people. It's a disaster, Tom. There's there's no doubt about it, Harry. Uh, think about it. People get elected in these ward seats. How many elect them? Uh, maybe uh, 1,100, 1,200? I mean. Oh, sometimes, you know, some of them, the tinier ones, it's been under 1,000, hundreds of people, not even 1,000. Not even a thousand, and you know they they tried to change it to uh, a citywide for city council and cut the size down about city council. But I get you know having lived through both the forms of government, all three actually, I, I still believe in my heart that Joseph Palillo was correct. <laughs> for years he he said the commission form of government and uh, and I believe that's the way to go where you have accountable department heads and and that was think about that ladies well, and gentlemen well the the commissioner was the department head the commissioner was the legislative branch the executive branch and the department head whether it was Pasquale in public safety or or Hollingsworth was public works I believe uh he should have been public safety, actually, but I don't think he was. Uh, and then revenue and finance and so on. They were accountable. And it also lended for the size of the government to be smaller. Actually, Pasquale was public works. Uh, I remember- oh, I thought Pasquale was public safety. Was was Pierre public safety? No, uh, uh, I think uh, Commissioner Roth was still the commissioner back that time okay. for public safety. Okay. And uh, you remember... Uh, he, he was a character, but a great guy, you know. He, he was a lot of fun, but he used to show up at fire scenes, and we gave him a helmet and <laughs> coats and boots and all that. And uh, Well, by the way, just anybody listening, go to the website or go to the app and check out this piece because you will see the rundown of 26 names, most all of them very, very familiar to people listening. You know, Horace Bryant. Pierre Hollingsworth, Joseph Palillo, Seth Grossman. Uh, one of the Hurleys ran. I think it was Ray Hurley Jr. ran. Um, Kaleem Shabazz, who out of the 26 people that ran 42, 42 years ago yesterday, out of the 26 people that ran, Kaleem Shabazz is the only one in elective office today. I got to tell you, I just remembered who the public safety director was. Is Willie Bear Clayton? Oh, I should have remembered that. Willie B. Clayton. Yes, of course. Willie B. Clayton. He yeah. was the, he was the public safety director. Uh, Joe Pasquale bought the entire trash system. You remember the big toters that we still have to this day? Yes. That was all uh, Commissioner Pasquale's idea. He had a, a snow removal type of plan and a, and a paving plan that was second to none. You know. You know when your street was getting paved. If it was over seven years old, it's getting paved. And uh, that was all Commissioner Pasquale. He had all that in place. And that's why I say, having lived the two type of governments, 
you, the, you're better off as actually three type of governments. You're better off having the uh, commission form of government, especially in a town like uh, Atlantic City. It's uh, comparable to Margate, where and uh, and also member Brigantine and and that and uh, remember uh, they changed the council form of government. It was totally chaotic. Uh, they were there for a couple of years, and when you get that type of atmosphere, I, I just think it becomes chaotic, and then you get a powerful mayor in there. And, you know, we, we now see uh, that we have a guy that's just out of control. When you had a guy like uh, Mayor Langford in there, I mean, he ran, uh, I, when I worked for Ronnie, it was, uh, it was a pleasure. And I, I worked very well with him as a city councilman and certainly as the mayor of the city of Atlantic City. He was, uh, Rennie was the leader and he, he treated people fairly. And that's what was, you know, he had a little problems with, uh, Chief Mooney, I know, I remember those type of uh, battles, which was uncalled for, seriously. But uh, I can say that uh, I see things that are that are happening in the city right now is totally retaliatory because this guy thinks he's a you know he's a hoodlum. He almost, almost thinks he's a dictator. It's 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 really crazy. Very dear friend of mine who's very bright. He believes that a bona fide city manager is the way and that it works all over the country. And I, I will tell you, I did a lot of reading about that. If you have a professional manager that understands everything from city planning to revenue and finance to public safety to public works to all the different – if I didn't say revenue and finance, if I didn't, I've said it twice. It's so important to have those kinds of skill sets, and I think especially when you're dealing with the tax-rateable base, the size of Atlantic City, and the uniqueness – of the leading industry, the hotel casino industry. I, I, I'm very persuadable to that. I remember when Scott Becker, they brought Joe Veruni in. Dominic actually had the position uh, thereafter for a while. Uh, Dominic Capella. Having the professional manager and then the politicians don't get involved in that day-to-day, it, it helps everything from making sure that there's not bid rigging to doing preferential, no-bid things. It, it, My friend is right on that. He's right about that. I really, I strongly believe he is right about that. Let's get our break in when we come back. Johnny X, as in Johnny Exodactylus, leave that to your trained broadcasting specialist to pronounce such challenging words. I can do this because I hold the title. Uh, Johnny is the owner of Ducktown Tavern uh, and Liquor Store, and he is heading up a rally at City Hall today. What's going to be interesting is more people will want to come out than will come out. Because who wants the Board of Health or some other inspection nightmare? I mean, they're they're watching. They, they watched that the state wanted to work with Palestina and keep fish heads open. And Small would not allow it. I mean, and then, of course, Jill Oliver seems to go along with whatever Marty wants. This, and Governor Murphy's just got too many other things to worry about. So this is just completely, completely out of control at the moment. Small, I know you're listening. You got to go big, man. You got to stop acting small. It's your name, but it's not a good thing to be. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Exactly 55 minutes past the hour. We've been joined this hour by Tom Foley, retired battalion chief, of course, New Jersey legislature, legislator, freeholder, councilman, emergency management director, 
I think I'm covering most union president to name a few or as he would say, X or former, former, not X, former. Also joining us now is Johnny Exodactylus, who is the owner of Ducktown Tavern and liquor store in Atlantic City, uh, who apprised me that there's a rally today in opposition to Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small that will be taking place at 1030. Hey, John, the time is yours. Harry, can I, can I get a great day? Can it's I a, get one? It's a great day <laughs> here at Town Square Media. Yes. Uh, well, first and foremost, I wanted to uh, thank the AC uh, Commission, Sports Commission, for the marathon. Uh, it was good to see uh, out uh, faces again uh, in AC running along our beautiful coastline up and down the boardwalk 322. Uh, I know for a few hours it's uh, traffic congested, but um, great to hit faces down there to see the beauty of AC. And obviously Mother Nature didn't cooperate too well, but, you know, good to get our tourists back in town again. Yes. Um, that being said, uh, just a few things. Uh, yes, the health department did show up the next day, ironically, uh, after the two days of uh, blanketing Marty um, with his failures. But um, I'm not mad that they showed up. I, I found it funny, but I'm not mad because uh, they are doing their job. Um, it is earlier than usual when I get inspected, but uh, Harold Reeves has actually taught me and grew me um, from the beginning 17 years ago how to be a better operator, how to keep a place clean. And it radiates to uh, the other family businesses because when the county does inspections at those locations, right away they say, if it, then, in the big, uh, years ago, you you must be uh, connected to AC somehow. And this is before they put the, the dots together. So that being said, uh, everyone at the health department, you know, I, I'm not angry you showed up. Trust me. You know, if you had to change and, you know, got me over the weekend to do it. Now, today, 1030, City Hall Courtyard. Uh, I, I am not empowering, yelling, kicking, screaming, anything. Uh, I will have a megaphone, battery-operated speaker, because I'm not trusting uh, Marty and friends to bring us down a PA system because I've been there a few times where he's not brought it for other issues. Um, we're there to get this decision uh, with fish heads uh, reversed for the season to allow this to operate over the summer uh, because it's a financial hardship uh, at this point now because you should be prepared and open on weekends only yep. for the next two, three weeks before he gears up for the seven days, uh, again, on Mother Nature's uh, attitude going forward. Um, John, we're in the final minute. I'm going to give you most of it. I just want to take 10 seconds quickly to say that if you go to the timeline chronology of my interview with Senator Palestina, the state had no problem with fish heads operating this year. They had no problem with it. It's documented. It is a fact. Anything else is a lie. So that being said, Harry, uh, it is an immature, payback, motivative decision. Uh, this could have been resolved. Yes, I have friends that do work at Trenton. Uh, I meet there once a month for the ABC. I was pulled aside last week about it on a phone call. Long story short, 1030 City Hall. Please come calm, cool, bring sunglasses, enjoy the beautiful weather, 
and we're here to get Dredgy trailer there by tomorrow and operating hopefully by next week because it's going to take some time to get some staff. And, John, we're at the finish line, so to be continued. I'll make a couple more announcements in the next hour with Mayor Kane and Tom Foley. Thanks for a great hour. John, good luck today. Good to talk to you both. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Auto Plaza at English Creek radio program. We do every Monday morning with Mayor Charles Kane in the 9 o'clock hour. This is Mayor Kane's weekly program dedicated to a discussion all about automobile service parts and sales, as well as community service, as well as governmental service, and whatever whatever comes up, comes up. It's a very organic program each monday morning the auto plaza at english creek by charles and amory kane are the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the hurley in the morning program also for the hurley family personally they are at 6122 east black horse pike egg harbor township on the web at myautoplaza.com i call it the virtual store the phone number to make an appointment for service parts sales 609-646-2447, 609-646-2447. And Mr. Mayor, welcome to your program. And not a moment um, do I want to delay by just saying to you my, I've done it off air, of course, but my deepest public condolences on the loss of your beloved mom. Good Monday morning, Mayor. Um, well, I, I thank you for that. I sincerely appreciate that. Um, she was absolutely amazing woman. Um, you know that. You, you've known her for, for many, many years. Um, she had the ability to absolutely just light up a room, and uh, you always left her presence. I'll tell you, one of the things that many people said to me um, through the services and, and, and afterwards is um, whenever I came in contact with your mother, um, she was always present, and she made me feel like I was the most uh, the, the most important person in the room. And um, that's an uncanny ability that she had. Um, she was always present in the moment. Uh, Mom was not distracted. Um, when you were in her presence, uh, she made sure that you were the most important person um, in the room. And, and that's something that that's a, that's a gift. And uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sadly miss that gift. But um, uh, we have great memories, and uh, you know we're gonna do everything we can to uh, preserve her legacy and, and and act in the manner in which Mom would expect us to do. And in your heart, in your mind, uh, your best friend, correct? Uh, you know, I, I, it's no secret. Uh, listen, I am a absolute, I've been my whole life. I am a, absolutely a proud mommy's boy. Um, I've been my whole life. Uh, I don't make any bones about that. Uh, my relationship with my mother was, uh, in my opinion, extremely unique. And she was my absolute best friend in the whole wide world. Um, 
and and my wife my wife would willingly take a backseat to that, and um, she knew the special relationship we had. Um, of course, I adore my wife. You know, we've been together for over forty years, and uh, um, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, that relationship was something special. And um, I have to tell you, this has been a tough one. Uh, but in, in mom, mom was a very strong person, and I know that she would want us all to, uh, you know, celebrate her life rather than mourn her loss. And, and we're doing our best to try to honor that. Mayor, how many years? Because that's time just flies by and it's hard to even process. How many years ago was it that Deborah Hart and Lung Center saved your mom's life? You know, that's 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 a great uh, we. And, and you know me and I know you, you know, and we didn't talk about this in advance, but you know why I'm bringing it up because it's been years. I don't know how many you're going to tell me, but because time is flying by so fast. If I venture to guess, I think I'd be wrong. But you had not only did Deborah Heart and Lung Center save your mom's life. It was a very intricate, complicated, many, many extended double digit plus hours long surgery which is even more than i think anybody knew once they had begun and a lot of people would not have made it but your mom was so strong not only did they save your mom's life but she made a full recovery you know that that's 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 absolutely true and and you know to to your credit and to paul rotella's credit um you know she she has never she never has never had had never forgotten, um, you know, what the both of you had done uh, in order to get her into the right place, uh, in order for her to have the opportunity um, to have such a successful operation. Uh, you know, it, it was it was the operation that she had at Deborah. You know, uh, locally here, uh, the hospital had to be approved to do the operation. And when we when we found that out, we're like, okay, well, how many of you of these have you done? And you know, it was kind of one of those things. Well, including this one, one. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, we ended up um, uh, getting her to Deborah, where Dr. Chang uh, did an amazing job. And thank goodness we did, because uh, as you were so fully aware, she had some major complications, and that surgery went for you know uh, four or five hours longer than what it should have been. Uh, but um, you know, afterwards. Uh, she did make a full recovery. And ironically, it, you know how your iPhone gives you your memories uh, uh, on a daily basis. It shows you memories from years past. When we were in the hospital with mom uh, for uh, the uh, tumor, the brain tumor, um, the memories popped up. And it was exactly four years to the date uh, that she had had the surgery uh, at Deborah. And, so she uh, got more than four additional high-quality years of life. I think that's the that's that's the key. Uh, the, the the you know once mom recovered um, from the surgery at Deborah, uh, there were zero limitations on what she could do. I mean, it was it was it was a pure quality of life. And this is a woman that was, uh, you know, the, the that situation was basically incapacitating her. I mean, it was extremely excruciatingly painful, and um, uh, you know, it was cutting off the circulation in her entire body. And after that successful operation, she did have four quality years and and i have to tell you i mean um you know this last bout that we just dealt with was obviously something very different um and i i have to tell you um dr chawa uh dr eller um dr bosich uh at atlantic care just amazing their staff just have been amazing um and uh you know they they did it they did everything they could to try to get mom through this last crisis but unfortunately um god had another plan so um but 
you know, uh, so the world the world lost a beautiful, beautiful soul, uh, but heaven absolutely gained an angel. And um, you know, uh, we sadly miss her, but we appreciate everything she taught us and everything she accomplished on this life. I mean, I really believed, and I mean this not in retrospect. I would say this in the in the in the, in the present tense, as well as saying it now after the fact. Your mom was basically the ambassador of the Auto Plaza at English Creek because she, when she was there, she lit the place up and all the things you said about making people feel special, important, and pleased, all of it r- rings true every day. You know, it's, 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 it's a nice thing for you to say, you know, how, how we have people to just stop in to have coffee and, um, you know, we'll sit and just talk uh, that don't need work done because we've created those relationships through the year. Mom had a parade of, uh, you know, individuals that would just stop by just to see her. Um, you know, some of them just needed that boost, uh, that energy that she was able to give you. And, um, and uh, you know, they would stop by just to say hello. And, and you know, that's that's she she gave strength to so many others and and you could not help but and this is the phone calls that I got after the fact too you could not help but leave her presence in a better place yourself yeah. and uh that, and as you know that's why people stopped in they might have been a little bit down but she would smile and she would make you happier than you were when you walked in you you would leave it's genuinely true we'll get our first break in mayor and we'll be right back incidentally we have referred um at the bottom of each hour this morning about three items that you can read on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, or if you prefer to navigate through the website, WPGTalkRadio.com. It's very hard between what we're doing on a daily basis and what all the other fine content creators are are doing. It's very hard for me to pick three stories. One of the stories I picked this morning was the concrete falling uh, from the Chelsea Tower at the Tropicana. And it was not it was not a negative piece. It was not to hammer anyone. You, you just have to understand the physical plant is now 30, 40 and more years old. And that particular tower is older than that, probably the Chelsea Tower. So it's going to happen. Stuff is going to happen. You get pummeled with bad weather and it's basically how do you handle it? And I already have photos that have been sent to me from a public safety source uh, you can't do any better that we found out about this yesterday and we published we published responsibly. But again, not negatively, because I'm an operations guy. I understand stuff can happen. Uh, they're there now attending to it. It's all you can ask. You had the chief of police. You had the fire chief. They did everything they they needed to do to secure the area with the um, the barricades, the cones and and the tape, you know, the caution tape. And made it that nobody would be right underneath if anything else came down, because you'll see a couple of pretty good sized chunks of concrete, very colorful, by the way, uh, blue in there and everything uh, came down. But the piece, I want to underscore this because we have friends and relationships all over the place. There's nothing negative about that piece. And I'm making this comment as positive as can be because. I'm always impressed as a former operations guy with people that have a sense of urgency and they're right on it in real time right now. And this was happening even before, right as we were going to the nine o'clock break. So that's the way to do it. 
We'll be back with Mayor Kane. Don't go away. Right after this, I'm Hurley in the Morning with Mayor Charles Kane on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. And we certainly know it. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We are back 23 minutes past the hour. He is Mayor Charles Kane. He is the mayor of Hamilton Township, Atlanta County, New Jersey. I happen to be your official mayor of the morning. Uh, in year 31, uh, beginning on July 1st. Mayor, that's also flown by, hasn't it? Three decades. It's it, it's it's uncanny. I mean, it's amazing how fast it, it really goes. Mayor, that's half my life. I was a whippersnapper when they let me walk into this place. You know, I said ever since we had kids, it's all been birthdays and uh, Christmas. I mean, that's just it. Just seems to fly by. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, I'll tell you another thing. I really gave a lot of thought to this week, uh, weekend, I should say. I got inspired, which I seem to do on the weekends. I think I'm less encumbered. I enjoy writing uh, more than I knew. And even I used to do it for the press of Atlantic City many, many years ago. Um, And I wrote a piece about 1980 versus 2020. And all I needed was one document and away I went. And the piece has gotten me so much feedback over the weekend. And you look at things then and you look at things now. And then the other thing that it reminds you is how fast I mean, I'm, and I know I'm speaking to someone, a son that just lost his mom. Uh, no doubt you remember being a child and your mom and your relationship from childhood into the next stage and then into young adulthood and so on and so forth. I don't want to call you middle age mayor, but and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you think about it, that's why I always try to remember that not to get hung up on stupid stuff. I do fail once in a while. And I try to apologize for it. I'll just do something stupid that I wish I could take back. But then all you can do is apologize because the stupid stuff doesn't matter, does it? You know, that is that is such a great point. You know, we, we, we do. We, we tend up. We tend to. And again, I, I, I tell you, I, I personally am taking stock of my own life. And, and um, you know, I, I I knew it. I understood it. But, um, you know, the the the. The people telling me what they appreciated about mom the most, and again, that was her always being present, always being, um, you know, when you, when you had a conversation with her, you were the only person in the room, and, and she paid attention to you. And, and that's something we all should really concentrate in on life because it, this thing goes by so quick. It really does. I yeah. mean, it flies by, and, and you know, you got it. You really need to digest and be present in those important moments. And, and you never know what moments are going to be important. And, and, you know, uh, you know, that being present in the conversation, uh, is, is I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm very guilty of it. I, uh, and think about this, Mayor, you just don't know. I mean, uh, in my case, my mother died at 54 and my father died at 65. So I'm, I'm this June 19th, I, I'm going to be, uh, 
let's see, uh, eight years older than my mom lived, only about three years younger than my father lived. And you start to think about, well, look, I didn't smoke and I don't drink and these different things that some people do that cost years off their lives. Uh, My parents were done in by cigarette smoking and I never held it against them because um, I unconditionally loved them. But uh, World War II era people, you had disreputable scumbag doctors in white lab coats uh, telling people in, in ads that it's good for your digestion. They were actually lying. They knew it was carcinogenic uh, and they were lying and telling people that um, it was good for you. Oh, yeah, it's going to it's going to help you digest your food. They made it they made it healthy like it was good for you. Uh, so I never hold it against anyone doing something they don't know. Maybe we've all been eating something that has something in it that we don't know, and, and it'll be a problem someday. You know, I never hold anything that somebody didn't know. My father had it put in his rations uh, in World War II. Uh, this was sanctioned stuff, but that's what did them in, uh, endocarcinoma of the lung. But you start to think about, you know, a point in time where you have fewer days in front of you than you have behind you, and you better prioritize uh, your life uh, because you never know. Do you think that the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania thought he was going to have a stroke yesterday? Do you think Senator Van Holland thought he was going to have a stroke yesterday? These are relatively young men. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, my friend. Boy, that is so true, you know, and, 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 and again, that's why it's important to um, you know, you have to plan for the future, but live in the moment and, and appreciate the moments that you're going through. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I'm receiving out of this is, um, you know, it's not about just getting through. And, and, and you know, I, I appreciate the accomplishments I've been able to, um, you know, garner in my life and the things I've been able to do. But um, I, I, I don't know how much of them I've really appreciated. And, uh, you know, I'm moving forward. You, you have a renewed appreciation for everything. Your mom everything but you never took your mom for granted anyhow but it's even more heightened let me give you another um for instance something that i'm a very big believer in uh, uh, you know that our family is very very close we vacation together we all major holidays together and all of that i love to have s- plans that are well in advance known that everybody knows that on a certain date We're either all going away or we're all going to be together, and this is why. And I believe having things to look forward to are so healthy for the psychology. Oh, I agree with that a a lot. You know, when mom had her first – uh, the, the, the first issue with the Bora that, um, you know, we all went through. One of the things we did, uh, you know, we, we sent her letters, uh, many, many family members and friends. Uh, you know, every day she opened up her mail, she got a letter, um, in her mail for, for weeks, um, that, uh, was, was handwritten and, and just, uh, expressed to her, um, you know, what the plans were for the future, what we were, what, what the, the individual and her were going to accomplish together in the future, um, and just to let her know how, um, much she was appreciated. And we did that because we wanted her in the right frame of mind. We wanted her going in with, uh, you know, um, knowing that she could beat it and, and she would come out the other side and, and, and we'd all have much more time together. Um, so, you know, planning things out is, is extremely important. And, um, you know, we, we had a, we just had a trip planned and, you know, the, the, um, she was so looking forward to it. Um, you know, she had literally just went out and bought herself some new clothes for, for the, the upcoming trip. And, uh, 
Um, look, I'm glad that we went through the planning process with her because that joy alone that, that she had, um, you know, doing that, um, it's not the same as if we wouldn't have been able to take the trip. But, um, you know, I'm glad that we did it. Because that is a huge part of it. Planning the, the vacation or the trip, whatever it's going to be, a certain number of days away or even a staycation or one family holiday where everybody's going to be together. The The anticipation of it and the planning of it. I don't want to say it's as enjoyable as the actual event itself, but it it rivals. It's it's a big part of it all. Oh, you, that is that is so true. You're absolutely correct in that. I mean, um, you know, we we had those moments, and you and you have those moments where you can what you want to do and the experiences and you can draw on what you've done in the past and that brings you joy and that that's a wonderful thing uh you know i just wish we would have got to the point where we could have had the memories of the trip but um you know god had a different plan and uh you know we're, we're all going to move on and um again honoring her memory and and one of the things i and i suggest to all individuals is stay present in the moment uh this time that we have is 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 really when you look at it um you know it's a blip uh, on the map of eternity. So stay, stay present and uh, enjoy each and every moment. And, um, uh, you know, I know that uh, that, is, that is the direction I'm taking moving forward. And also don't sweat the small stuff. Yes, yes, amen, amen. Because you know what? Again, it's a, it's a blip. I mean, uh, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you feel like uh, the walls might be closing in and, and it's, 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 a, it's a tough thing to swallow, but it really is such a small period in time. So, See if you agree with this one. We'll squeeze this in right before the break, uh, and it's no small item. Our family members who have left us in this life really don't leave us because they're in our hearts. I draw from my parents every day. I think about them every day, and, and it's been like 50 years, 45 years for my mom and – whatever 40 years for my father uh and i still think about them and if i'm dealing with something that's challenging i do draw upon lessons that i learned so they're with us they don't leave us oh i agree with that i mean obviously this is raw and it's fresh uh for myself and my my siblings and 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 friends and family but um you you are so correct in that i mean uh you know uh even even with the grief that we're dealing with, uh, you know, you look back and you say, okay, how did mom handle these situations when you saw her go through it? And, and you know, you, you're able to draw on that. And, uh, you know, uh, emulating her is the, is the greatest, yep. greatest honor I could pay her. So Here's the other thing. You are a believer, and I know it's very hard for us. It's very hard for the living here, mortal living, to, to handle this. But if you're a believer, and I know you are, your mother is in a better place. She's in a place where there's no pain. She's in a place where there's eternal life. She lived a beautiful life. And there's that, too. Well, you know, and, and I've had that conversation, especially with my sister. My sister and mother were, were extremely close. I mean, uh, I called her I mean, my grandmother and my, my mother the Golden Girls because that's, that's the relationship that they had. Um, and, uh, you know, she... Um, She's she's struggling right now, and 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 I, I as I explained to her, you know, mom's already passed on. Mom mom is already in 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 that uh, eternal resting place where she's in all her glory right now. Um, we're the ones that are left with the services. We're the ones that are left with the things, 
and, and having to deal with the emotion of, of losing a loved one, mom's in a great place. I mean, that, that's, that's, it doesn't make these feelings any less real. Um, it doesn't make the physical reaction to it any less real, the mental reaction, but it is a, is a fact that I believe that, that mom is in her eternal resting peace place and um, we're the ones that are left here to deal yeah. with the, the sorrow and the, and the grief. So in that respect, it does bring comfort, though. It absolutely does. I mean, I, I listen. I, I, it's what helps me get through on a daily basis. I, 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 I mean, if I'm being intellectually honest, that's you know, knowing that she's okay. Um, you know, I'll figure out these feelings. We'll figure them out, and uh, we'll deal with them. But this was the toughest loss of your lifetime. I've never experienced something like this, you know. I, and again, you know, the 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 mental reaction to it um, is one thing. Your heart, your feelings, um, you know. But I tell you, it's the first time in my life I had a, I've had a physical reaction to it. Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 tough. I mean, I feel like I lost a part of myself. And um, but you know, each day, you know, you hope to get a little bit stronger. And um, you know, uh, again, uh, just cherishing her memory um, and and taking the heart. Uh, the fact that she made everyone else feel special, and um, I feel compelled to follow in her footsteps. Very profound, very beautiful conversation for the first half of your program. I have no idea what we could talk about when we come back that e- that even matters, but we we will because this is not hand puppets of the airwaves. Uh, we will we will speak about something when we come back. You're listening to Mayor Charles Kane. It's the Auto Plaza at English Creek weekly radio program to reach Mayor Kane and his team. Six oh nine. 646-2447, 609-646-2447 on the web at myautoplaza.com with Mayor Kane. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. We'll be right back after this. Say hello to Sean Hannity. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. From the world's playground. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 42 minutes past the hour with Mayor Charles Kane. He is the mayor of Hamilton Township, Atlanta County. I try to mention that because there is a second Hamilton Township. I'm going to call it an imposter, but there is there is a fraud out there. There's a second Hamilton Township. Do you ever in, in inadvertently do you ever get mail or anything from or email even or anything is there ever any confusion between the two Hamilton townships? On a daily basis. I can imagine. On an absolute daily. Even even breaking news, I'll get a phone call saying, I didn't know that happened. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen here anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it does. It happens on, on literally on a daily basis. I mean, uh, we are known as the township of Hamilton just for that reason. Yeah. Uh, and it's been an identity situation for, for, for many, many years, well be- long before I got involved. But um, um, so we, uh, yeah, we do deal with that on a daily basis. All right, so we're going to shift gears because obviously uh, the combustion engine has been very important in your life for over 30 years that you've been in the business and we have never had in the entire history of the republic we have never had a higher price for a gallon of gasoline than we have now uh mayor kane sold me my car so he's very very well aware that i have to get the premium that i cannot put just regular unleaded gasoline in the car so as of today mr mayor and this is held for the better part ever since i got back uh from the five days that we were away it went up a lot during those five days it was shocking 
the regular gasoline was like four sixty something. The premium that I get is five dollars and fifteen cents. This is this is life changing for a lot of people, Mayor. Well, I mean, listen, it's official. Like you said, uh, the price of regular gas has eclipsed $4, on average, $4.62 in the state of New Jersey, which is the highest um, ever recorded, uh, which is which is just shocking. Um, and, uh, you know, when you when you try to break that down um, and, and you look at the average, you know, if you look at the average miles being driven at, at 13,500 a year in, in the state of New Jersey um, and the average miles per gallon per car, you know, rough math will, will tell you that that's taking uh, an additional $1,100 a year out of um, the average person's pocket. And if you do that math, I mean... Well, then add that to the runaway inflation in all other areas. Let me... I have it here on my phone. I didn't even know we were going to talk about this, but I took a screen capture of this. Get a load of this, Mayor. Talk about um, fortuitous, what you just brought up and what I have right here in front of me. Inflation in America. This is just... 2022 versus 2021. So this is no scam of going back years and years because you understand that things go up over a period of time. 2022 year versus 2021. Gasoline is up 43.6%. I think it's even higher. Airline fares are up 33.3%. Used cars are up 22.7%. I know that matters to you. Eggs are up 22.6%. Meat, Fish and poultry up 14%. Milk is up 15%. Coffee is up 14%. Electricity is up 11%. And, of course, real average hourly earnings are down 3% because even if you got an increase, you're not keeping up with the runaway 8.5% inflation, which I think is much higher. I don't even know how they say it's 8.3 or 8.5. I just named like 10 things that are all 14 to 40% higher than they were just a year ago. So I don't even believe this 8.3, 8.5 nonsense. It's 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 got to be higher than that. And they they're the they're the referee. They get to and the record keeper. They get they get they get to keep the numbers and lie to us. I know they're lying to us. But how do you like those apples? That adds up to more than six grand a year. And of course low and middle wage earners are the most negatively affected. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, this is uh, we're look, we're seeing it, um, you know, in the local economy, we're seeing it, it starting to take take its effects. Uh, I mean, obviously, this has been going on for quite some time now. And, uh, um, you know, uh, it. it will have long-term lasting effects. And, and, you know, you look at what it does to small businesses, and we all know that small businesses are the backbone of our economy. Uh, it's squeezing the margins of every single small business out there also. Um, so, uh, you know, your, your, your base is dwindling because, um, you know, people are only going to spend money on what they have to spend money on. And then on top of your base being dwindled, um, your margins are being squeezed. Uh, and this is, you know, this is at a time when, you know, small businesses have had a fight for every single thing um, over the last couple of years. I mean, you know, we, we already know we lost over a third of the small businesses in the state of New Jersey. Yep. Um, and this is the, the ones that are hanging on. This is squeezing them. And trust me, I talk with small business owners every single day, uh, small, medium and large size uh, corporations. Um, and, uh, you know, this is it, it is. 
uh, across the board. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing it, you know, just in, in what we do, um, uh, we're seeing the inflation, uh, uh, the gas prices all impact, and then, of course, the supply chain issues. And then let's also add, Mayor, and this is directly in your wheelhouse, the rate is going up. Whether you have perfect credit or a couple of dings or dents, your rate is going up regardless because, unfortunately, the Fed came to the game way too late and did not understand the difference between runaway inflation and what they thought was transitory, that it was just a short little blip and it will be fine. Now they're bringing pain to the American people. I already know real estate deals that aren't going through because people that qualified when it was 4 percent. Uh, interest rate aren't qualifying at, at 5.123, whatever it is now. Uh, and you know you're having the same thing uh, when you're going to finance people. The rates have gone up, correct? Absolutely, yes. Um, and, and you know, maybe you, you may not notice it as on on the type of purchase that you're doing from me, um, but you are going to notice it on those uh, much larger long-term purchases. Um, so, and, and of course, obviously, we're seeing it every day. Every one of us is impacted uh, on it uh, every day when we, we we attend. You know, when we purchase anything, uh, because it's reflected in the price of what we're purchasing. Yeah, without a, without a doubt. Final break. We'll be right back with Mayor Kane. Then we'll be uninterrupted until six minutes past the top of the hour. When we hand over the microphone here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5 to Brian Kilmeade. Uh, oh, we have, we have, I have inside information that as soon as it is publicly released, Brian and I have a very interesting thing that we're going to be doing together. I'm very excited about it. Uh, and as soon as the, um, the announcement is made, we'll, we'll tell you, you'll be the first to know right here on the Hurley in the Morning program, on the station that plays the winners because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk station, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Mayor Kane continues with Mayor Kane. I am respectfully yours. Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com now to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com now to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash now. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 55 minutes past the hour. Thank you, Sean Hannity. We're with Mayor Charles Kane. It's the Auto Plaza at English Creek on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thanks for spending this portion of your day with us. By the way, we are going to supplement the the article. It's... it's um, getting a lot of attention. Let me just leave it at that. We're going to supplement the article about the concrete falling 
from the Chelsea Tower at the Tropicana to add a couple of more pictures now of Tropicana right on the 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 job. It's all you can ask. You you don't know when something is going to fall. All you can do is pick it up after it does and and get on it. And they've gotten right on it. So I want to add that to the story uh, that they have shown a real sense of urgency. And I knew they would. That's why the piece was never intended to be a negative piece at all. It was just to be a factual piece. Mayor, let's talk uh, Dateline Hamilton Township. Time is yours. Well, first, Mayor, if I, if I may, I just want to, um, unfortunately, with everything going on, the timing for me was um, extremely difficult. I want to congratulate uh, our county executive, uh, uh, Senate President Sweeney, on uh, the accomplishments here in, in Atlantic County by having the first uh, county court system. Um, the grand opening and dedication uh, was was, uh, you know, when I was going through uh, these things and unavailable to attend, which I certainly would have been there. And I appreciate uh, my fellow committee members uh, in Hamilton uh, for making the tough decision to join that county court system. And, and it, I, I, I've said it many, many times. I appreciate the county executive's vision. I appreciate um, uh, Sweeney's vision. Um, the only way to bring real tax relief um, to residents of, of Atlanta County is through regional, regionalization. You, you have to consolidate services in order to bring real uh, reform uh, to, to the taxpayers. And, and, I, and I, I certainly commend him on his vision. And I commend all those towns, those towns that, that took this leap of faith yep. um, to see this thing become successful. And I have no doubt in my mind, uh, look, there's been some there's been some hiccups and, and there's you know some lear- uh, learning curves. But at the end of the day, um, it's well thought out and I believe it's going to be wildly successful. And I think it's going to be the model for the entire rest of the state and, and other areas throughout the country. So. And, and Mayor, to your credit and your colleagues' credit, if Hamilton Township did not come on board it was not going to happen. Now, now, you could say the same about Galloway Township and uh, Egg Harbor Township as well. But if you didn't come on board and you actually needed to be sold, if you will, on it, you studied this thing tremendously hard before pulling the trigger and, and bringing Hamilton Township into it. Had you not done that, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. It would have failed. It would not have happened. Well, you know, history will show. And, and when you look, go back and you look at this, uh, you know, I was on the record as being a hard no. I mean, uh, you know, no way. Uh, we have a fantastic, we, we had an amazingly well-run court system in Hamilton Township. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that we were efficient. Uh, we did a great job. We moved a docket. Um, we, and, and, you know, I think we were hitting on all cylinders and doing everything right. I was a hard no. Um, but through the education process and my hat's off again to Jim Ferguson and, um, Harold Birchtold, who, uh, you know, took the show on the road and, and came and made the presentations and, and, um, you know, showed us, uh, you know, uh, that, that, you know, there was possibility there. And then when I charged individuals, uh, the department heads that are in charge of that at town hall to look into it and, and put the numbers to paper for us, we realized that, you know, that it, it was the right thing to consider. And it took some time to get me onto the other side of this. Um, but, you know, uh, once I made that decision, I've never looked back and, and I'm proud to be part of it. Uh, and I, again, I think it's going to be wildly successful and uh, it's going to be a model for not only uh, the state of New Jersey, but I think uh, beyond. Quick little reminder, uh, because we just found out about it this morning and there is coverage on the app, the WPG Talk Radio app. And if you navigate the website, WPGTalkRadio.com, 
you will see all the information you need to know about a rally today in opposition to Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small. It begins at 1030 this morning at City Hall, which is at 1301 Backrack Boulevard in Atlantic City. Mr. Mayor, time is yours. Uh, back to Dateline Hamilton Township. Uh, in addition to the regionalized, centralized new court system, uh, what's happening in Hamilton Township? Well, Mayor, I'm, I'm I'm proud to report. I mean, I think Hamilton is uh, you know in 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 very good shape fiscally. We're in great shape, uh, as you know. We introduced uh, yet another zero budget, uh, zero tax increase on on the residents of, of Hamilton Township. In addition to that, I believe that um, uh, with our capital budget, we've touched on every single aspect of of life here in in, in Hamilton Township, from uh, uh, you know uh, uh, public safety to um, uh, arts to to recreation, uh, to seniors. We, we were touching on all areas. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to be part of that. Um, you know, we have a great township committee that, that is, uh, has vision. I mean, we're looking at things such as, you know, we're, we're going to be one of the first, if not the first, but one of the first communities in the state of New Jersey to become a low speed vehicle community. Um, Hamilton is very unique in the sense that it is situated between a river, a lake, and a historic downtown. And uh, what the LSB community does for us is allows us to take advantage of all those amenities, um, uh, you know, from all the other areas of town, with the exception of some of the most remote uh, rural areas, um, by low-speed vehicle, meaning a uh, golf cart or another vehicle that passes the same standards. Um, so instead of jumping in and, and buffling up in the car, you can jump in your low-speed vehicle and, and uh, go from your neighborhood into the center of town to conduct your business or, or take advantage of all the um, natural resources that we have. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, we are in the process of um, completing. Uh, we're, we're well into the stage of completing our um, uh, the fire department slash uh, uh, public work annex and uh, uh, public safety annex in MISPA. Uh, the fencing is uh, being erected today as we speak, and uh, it will be open for uh, the primary, the upcoming primary, which we're very excited about. But, you know, that, that complex is going to expand services to the entire western part of Hamilton Township, uh, not only MISPA, but um, parts of um, Weymouth and uh, the entire western part of town. So we're very proud of that. And, uh, you know, Hamilton is on the move. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, we have a great committee, um, and, uh, we have great boards and commissions, and, uh, we're, we're actually transforming our industrial commission because, uh, the park that sat stagnant for many, many decades, uh, with the uh, advent of rehabilitation and redevelopment ordinances throughout the town and the bringing online cannabis, uh, we're in a very unique position where uh, hopefully we'll be able to sell out the rest of the park uh, in Hamilton Township, which means that we actually put the great job that the Industrial Commission members did, um, we put them out of a job. So uh, we came up with the vision, uh, the, the uh, uh, chairman, uh, Charlie Pritchard, former mayor Charlie Pritchard, um, uh, he uh, is embracing the fact that we're going we're gonna to convert that from an Industrial Commission to an Economic Development Commission that will help spur economic development um, and help existing businesses maintain um, moving well into the future. So we're very excited about that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I hope to report a lot more on that in the uh, upcoming future. Excellent update. Uh, Mayor Kane, this is just from the free advice uh, corner of the Hurley in the Morning program with Mayor Charles Kane. Certainly, if you 
choose to because some of the symptoms are similar. If you would like to test for COVID-19, do that. And that there's a comfort level behind that. But if you are experiencing respiratory things, uh, a lot of, you know, post nasal drip, itchy eyes, this tree pollen right now, kids, is astronomical. It's unbelievable. So if you're feeling these types of symptoms, heavy in the chest, cough, all these things that in yesteryear you wouldn't you'd be just treating allergies, but you're worried that it's COVID-19. It could be because there are, you know, additional cases, positive cases. Keep in mind with this Omicron, many people test negative throughout the entire period. It's really sneaky. But, Mayor, I don't think I have to tell you, uh, you took a little uh, feel of these allergies, didn't you? I have to tell you, it's it's been a rough year so far, um, and uh, you know I, I hesitate whenever I want to do something outside. Yeah, uh, you know the, the the weather that we had recently was actually almost a welcome. The rain is is almost a welcome. Yeah, but then again, we know what the rain does. We yep. know that you know we get a little relief during the rain, and then uh, you know it causes things to bloom. What makes it even worse for us? And this year, I found that uh, my eyes, my eyes, uh, you know, I walk out into this and. Um, the the scratching uh, uh, on the eyes has been more pronounced this year than it's ever been in in the past. So. Yeah, I, I can tell myself this is um, one of the worst that I've experienced, and I don't, and we're not even near the absolute astronomical peak of it. This is going to be about four more weeks of this, Mayor. It's happened again. Your program has flown by. Thirty seconds closing comment. Well, Mayor, I do appreciate the time that I get to spend with you and your listeners each and every Monday morning. It's something I cherish, something I really look forward to. I like the fact that we don't plan for this anymore. We just get on here and we let it go whatever direction it takes. And, uh, remember, Mayor, I always appreciate that. Thank you for honoring my mother. And remember, Mayor, it is always, always a great day to buy a car. At the Auto Plaza at English Creek, 6122 East Black Horse Pike, Egg Harbor Township, 609. 609- 646-2447 to make an appointment for parts, service, sales, you name it. Tell them I sent you early in the morning if I've inspired you to uh, call and on the web at myautoplaza.com. On behalf of Mayor Kane, I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station with no separation. 